What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Not Your Average Nerds podcast, a weekly recap podcast that covers all your favorite nerdy fandom news. I'm your host, Rudy Vela, and today I'm joined by Juan Guerra and Joel Wagner. On this episode, we'll be discussing Boom Studios' upcoming Keanu Reeves and Matt Kent comic, Berserker, some Grand Theft Auto rumors, and the surprising news of a direct sequel to the movie Cloverfield. On top of that, Joel makes his way out of last place in the movie quiz leaderboard, so... Yeah, a lot of surprising stuff going on this week. But before we get to all of that, again, a bit of a disclaimer. This podcast will most definitely contain some language that is not suitable for everyone. For this week, we have three comic books for you that we uh, picked out from the release for New Comic Book Day that is actually today. Um, And first off, we have Star Wars The High Republic Adventures number one coming in from IDW, which is a little weird. I almost said Marvel because that was just imprinted in my brain (laughs) that I thought this was going to be a Marvel book. Um, But yeah, IDW. Uh, And again, about a month ago, uh, Star Wars just kind of re-canonized a lot of their literature. They came out with uh, Star Wars The High Republic from... Charles Soule, and then a lot of companion comic books from Marvel. But yeah, this is just one from IDW. It says, in in a new uh, ongoing... Good God, man. Sorry. (laughs) I'm trying to um, read it while I'm like scrolling and I'm like remembering what it said, but I'm messing up. All right. In an all-new ongoing series in the glory days of the Republic, 200 years before the adventures of Luke Skywalker, the Jedi stand as guardians of galactic peace until a powerful new adversary called the, I never know how to say this, Joel, what is it, is it the Nihil? Oh, uh, the, the Nil? The, the, I, I don't know, man. It's how do you new. spell it? How do you spell it? N-I-H-I-L. H-I-L. Nihil? Oh, like the Nihilist. Isn't that like nihilism or something like that? Or Is it the Nile? I mean, how do, I'm looking at. Let me see this. <laughs> nihilism. Yeah, ni- like nihilism. Okay, so it's the Nile. Uh, the Nile? Maybe. Okay. N I H I L? That Yeah, that sounds more sinister yeah. than Nihil. <laughs> yeah. Nile. Okay. That's what All I right. thought. But yeah, so a powerful new adversary called the Nile arrives. And then it goes on to say a group of young Padawans training under Master Yoda. Must that's crazy because yeah, two hundred years before Luke, that just shows how old this motherfucker is. Uh, but yeah, in his prime, mm-hmm, they must protect the Republic while learning the lessons that will one day lead them to become powerful Jedi in their own right. And this is written by Daniel uh, Jose Older, best-selling author of Star Wars: Last Shot, and artist Harvey Tillabow. And uh, yeah, they those are the to bringing this series to life are are the nile what the jedi are going up against yeah they're the okay uh... so you know what nihilism is no no okay so nihilism is the rejection of all religious or moral principles in the belief that life is meaningless well then that makes sense as far as being against the jedi because right. the jedi is basically a religion mm-hmm. yeah so say fuck your religion and we don't care about nothing. <laughs> I don't care about <laughs> nothing. Essentially, that's, I'm assuming that's what the group is like. 
And a uh, couple of just fun facts. So th- this ho- whole High Republic era um, takes place, like you guys mentioned, 200 years before all the uh, fun stuff of, you know, episode one, two, and us onward. Mm-hmm. Um, they are basically at this point exploring the Outer Rim. Uh, so the the Inner Rim, so think like Coruscant and all those fun planets have already been discovered and they've been, you know, populated and all that fun stuff. Kind of but safer the outer rim, Yeah, the Outer Rim is, is like your, your Tatooines, your Caminos, like those kinds of places. They have not even been found yet. Okay. Um, so that's part of what this is about. And then Yoda, fun fact, was training people at the age of a hundred. So he's been doing this for a while, and he's really, really good at it. So Jeez. pretty cool. So well, how, how old do you think he stuff. is? <laughs> yeah, how old do you think he is in this one? Like, how old was he when? Seven hundred. Okay, so this he, is he's... like this is right at the birth of him training people. No, he's seven hundred at this. Oh, time. seven. I thought you said a hundred. My bad. No, no, yeah. So he he's nine hundred when he dies. So he he is, uh, really much, very much in his prime at this point. Old bastard! Holy crap! No, that, that I mean that's cool though. I I had no idea how old he was. I knew that he like his species could last very long, but yeah, I did not know he was nine hundred when he's sick of Luke's bullshit. The child is 50, 50 years old, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so then we have to believe at some. I don't know. See, that's the thing too. If you think, if you look at Grogu and he's fifty, and to think, what does an extra fifty years do? Is that like, is that like fucking, like five years human years, ten years human years, or is that just like, is that still not shit? Like nine hundred years. Yeah, he acts because Grogu still acts very babyish. Like he he can't do much of anything. I mean, well, you gotta he's think barely they, walking they, and all that. No, I'm, I'm just species. I'm just... They're oh, very right. obviously force adept. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, even though I bet Grogu at a hundred probably still like a teenager essentially at that point. Yeah. Um. So he's still gonna have you know childlike tendencies, but he can at least fully talk and fully understand what the force is about. So. Okay. I just I like to imagine a, a teenage Yoda, training all these like grown men how to use the force. It fascinates me. <laughs> Alright, uh, but yeah, it also, just to close it out, it just says, uh, this will be a massive publishing crossover. So, this does tie in with all the, um, the novels and everything going on at Marvel. Which I think is pretty cool. I like how IDW is capable of playing nice with pretty much every other publisher. <laughs> uh, we have, like, independent publishers going to them for, uh, printings of, like, very oversized hardcover books, almost like artist editions. And then we have the likes of uh, DC throwing in Batman with the Turtles and stuff like that. And now we have Marvel sharing the likes of Star Wars or Disney, if you will, because now this one. Oh, yeah, it actually has. Wow, that's cool. It actually has Disney on the cover. Well, fuck yeah. They want to be like, look, bro, you're going to know who the fuck owns this shit. That's us. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm used to seeing just like Marvel on there because it would be those two. But yeah, it's definitely all Disney now. Uh, so yeah, Star Wars: The High Republic Adventures number one. Um, if you're not so much into the whole uh, actual novel of uh, the High Republic and you want to get some comic book going in there, that's out today. Uh, on top of that, coming in from AfterShock, 
is a, another number one called Maniac of New York. And it says, four years ago, a mass slasher began stalking the streets of New York slasher. City. <laughs> slasher of prices. <laughs> oh, God. I love that, dude. Um, but, yeah, it says, Maniac Harry, I'm guessing that's the, the killer's name, is inhuman, unkillable, and unstoppable, which is why the authorities' solution has been to ignore him and let New Yorkers adapt to a world where death can strike at any die. moment. <laughs> I mean, you're fucked at this point. It's just like, eh, you know what? If he chooses you, sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, we can do about it. <laughs> sorry, that shit was funny. So you're just going to die. <laughs> yeah, you're dead. You're just dead. Yeah. That's I... it. <laughs> well, here, let me, let me finish reading this. It says, when Maniac Harry starts killing his way through the subway system, trauma-hunted political aide Gina Green and disgraced NYPD detective Zelda Pitabone become determined to go rogue and destroy him but he uh but can they fight a monster when they can't fight city hall um so this one it, it definitely sounds interesting to me this i just found out about today um again which i think is a, a really big downfall to smaller publishers not getting the same amount of light that the big two get like I'll even look at, um, I think it's most Mondays, Sci-Fi and IGN will talk about the upcoming books of the week. And it's it's always uh, the big two that they give like the um, the most shine to. And this one I didn't even see on, on anybody. And that's why I like when New Comic Book Day does come around, most of the local comic shops do a really good job at showcasing independent work. And uh -huh. Aftershock has been blowing out a bunch of really good storylines they're the ones behind we live uh which is on issue four right now that i've been loving uh it's actually something i want to talk about on the podcast at some point um they do the the kaiju score which issue two came out which was a lot of fun well issue three came out but aftershock does have some problems with some of their books uh just because they go through different printers for some of them uh that being one of them i barely got my hands on issue two <laughs> Um, but yeah, this one was definitely one that flew under the radar, but the idea of a killer that is unkillable and unstoppable to the point to where the authorities are like, all right, all right just, if you see this motherfucker, just run, like, we can't help you. We're going to yeah. ignore it. It's, you're going to die if you don't run. Like to me, that's humorous. It's, I, I find that kind of funny to, to think of a world where it's like that. And then two, it's terrifying. Like. Imagine, of course, you can't really scream for help with Jason or something like that. But still, some people try to come and help you. At this point, they're like, fuck that. Like, this dude is just psychotic. Um, I got a lot of questions about that. Like, I wonder if, do they show the killer at all, like, on this the cover or anything? Yeah, yeah. So he's wearing a, a mask that has, like, these, um, it's got, like, a red V on the forehead that looks like Wait. it's... What's the book called? Because I'm just going to look this shit up. Maniac. Way, you could explain it, but I just want to look it up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's called Maniac of New York. Maniac. I'm actually going to see if I can. Ooh, actually, I, I might be able to send it to you guys in our chat once this damn thing loads up. <laughs> I found it, bro. Okay. Too slow for school. Wait, no, right. I didn't. <laughs> so there's I a found there's Maniac. A, yeah, there's a variant cover and a, a standard cover. Here, I'm going to see if I can open up the, the chat that we have going. Um, okay. I went to the, the call because you know how we can open up 
videos. Also, if you are listening right now, um, pretty cool little tidbit for you. If you are on, uh, hell, I think you can actually do it on your phone, but if you have a phone call with somebody on Facebook, you can watch movies together. You can legit watch movies and videos and stuff together, which is pretty cool. Uh, there you go, Juan. I just sent the uh, the cover to you. But yeah, so if if you are doing something like that, check that out. I, I think that's a pretty cool feature to uh, have at your disposal. It's definitely something that we're gonna try to implement into here. If we need to watch like trailers or something like that, we can all just it, open up together. Is this fucking? Is this the first? You said this is the first series or first book? issue one? Yeah. Okay. Okay. See, because I'm seeing some different pictures, mm-hmm. like uh, online. And there's, man, it almost looks similar, the, the, the writing, but maybe not. No, maybe not. Maybe not. There's a thing called Maniac, and I didn't know that it was an actual comic. Oh, okay. And there's like a duck mask and shit. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't think so. Just because this one's independent, I don't think this would be yeah. a continuation of anything. Um, but, yeah, so that, that's, the, that's the killer right there. He's got some goofy-ass golfer pants and, like, an aviation jacket. Uh, but this is what really sold me. I mean, like I said, I already like the, the idea of the story and everything like that. Nice. But this artwork is gorgeous. It's a lot of watercolor, kind of looser lines and everything like that. It looks um like you see this type of illustration in a lot of like political pieces is what I is what I see it in. A and, cartoon? Yeah, almost. And even there's a there's a storyline called March. It has a very uh, almost Matt Kent type of um look to yeah look to the to the illustration but yeah so that was the first thing that sucked me in i I saw this panel i didn't know anything about it just saw this officer trying to help somebody and this dude with a bloody knife and a lot of stuff going on and then I, i looked into it but yeah uh maniac in new york number one i i think it looks like like it could be some fun and aftershock hasn't really failed me with anything that I've purchased from their their publication, so I'm excited for it. I wonder why he wears a mask and gloves to hide like his identity if he can't be fucking stopped. Yeah, like if he's just uh, like how they said he's unkillable. But it's yeah. I mean, it's probably something within the storyline. He might be somebody uh, like a, some type of high high up figure within politics, or just somebody in the town, which it, it takes okay. place. I don't think I I can't remember if I said, but it's New York City. But yeah, yeah. Said something so yeah, he he might be shit. some type of person within like that somebody would that people would know, and he's trying to you know live double lives, almost like Reverse Batman. Right. Or he's just super ugly. Yeah, or he's that's Jason. Yeah, that's another option. I mean, he can't fucking dress for shit. That's for sure. <laughs> he he doesn't want to he doesn't want to kill that many people if they make fun of how he looks. He has rubber gloves on, a shitty coat. And some sweatpants. I think those are like golfers' pants. Yeah, actually. I said that the, the goofy ass golfer golf? pants. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's got like a, a what? Did you say that he has the chain wallet? No, I didn't mention that. <laughs> and his fucking knife is like, think of a Jason's butcher or not Jason's, a Jason's machete, right? Mm-hmm. It's got like two fucking additional points it's in the middle fangs. of the blade. It's legit got fangs in it. Yeah, it's weird. Um. And then also, why you would you go to the subway anymore if you know some dudes down there? Uh, but the, so so that's people. that's the like 
I, I don't know if it's funny or like the cool part about it because you like life has to go on. It's not like the city shuts down. It's not like they they just have to end everything. You have to keep moving on because authorities and uh, I can't dang it. I, I left the the way they were explaining what it is, but they said they I think it said City Hall or something they had to go up against first. Yeah, so I'm guessing. Yeah, so it's like they're not going to do anything about it, but you still have to live. So these people still have to go to work. They have to go to doctor's offices. It's just there's that potential that you might go into a certain street and this dude's just out there yeah, making a mess. <laughs> yeah. You feeling lucky? Go hang out in New York. I'm not, I'm not you know, I was going to say something about his. Uh... Yo, if you guys, if you guys can look this up and uh, just, just look it up. Just look up the cover art. Yeah, it's called Maniac of New York. Um, also, if you if you go to aftershock.com and you look up the actual um, post about it, it says how a former Daily Show writer crafted a slasher comic. Um, there's a lot more of the artwork, and legit, it's super gorgeous. It, it's showcasing what's going on in uh, the New Year, um, the ball drop in 2016, and him just making a mess of like the actual event. Uh, but yeah, the the artwork is amazing. I mean, I, I can't I can't say that enough. That's one of the main reasons why I'm interested in this book. Uh, but overall, it, it sounds like it could be fun. It sounds like it could be weird and crazy and uh, all that good stuff. So uh, yeah, Maniac of New York from AfterShock Comics. And then the last one for the picks of the week, like I said, only three this week, um, is Fear Case. And this comes from I actually just mentioned him. From the artwork, uh, his name's Matt Kent, but he's actually a writer-artist combo. Um, in this book, he, for the most part, I want to say he's just writing. Um, and if I'm looking at he kind of looks like his, though. But there's also somebody by the name of Tyler Jenkins attached to it as well, which I'm guessing he's... Okay, yep, so it's it's written by Matt Kent. Um, he worked on books like Ether and Mind Management, and it's drawn by Tyler Jenkins, who drew Grass Kings, and that's another Matt Kent storyline. Uh, so that's why it makes sense that it looks like his. Um, but yeah, it's a new horror uh, detective series, and it says a no-nonsense Secret Service agent and his new age partner investigate a mysterious box known as the Fear Case, which has appeared throughout history at sites of disaster. It says whoever comes into possession of this case must pass it on within three days or face deadly consequences. Uh, the agents must track down this fear case while staying one step ahead of the psychotic cult and other worldly forces behind the case's existence. Um, again, that, that, that was actually my first time um, seeing the artwork with this one. The reason why I was kind of sold and I was interested in picking up this book is the name behind it. Matt Kent is a really good um, creative I, I guess that's what I, I don't want to just call him a writer or artist. He's an overall creative. Um, he does really good writing, but his artwork is also phenomenal. Um, and another reason why I wanted to throw this all out there for you all is Matt Kent is the second person working on Berserker, which is what we're going to be talking about in just a little bit. Uh, but that is the Keanu Reeves co-written comic book. And that's coming out from Boom Studios. And that Kickstarter jumped up like 
crazy. Uh, but Fear Case, in its in its own stance, sounds good. It sounds like it could be a really good um, idea for a storyline. It almost gives me uh, vibes of Gideon Falls with the farm kind of showing up where, like, you know, fucked up stuff happens. And then there was this movie that Marcy showed me called It Follows. And it was about this, like, kind of like horror movie yeah it was about this like being that follows you and kills you and the only re the only way to get it off your back is to essentially have sex with somebody (laughs) and then it follows them it was just to get somebody else i thought it was like no i didn't know you 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 gotta go to pound town yeah, yeah, I thought you had to like fucking. I thought it was just like you got its attention on somebody else, but I didn't know you had to like sleep with that person. Yeah, that's that's the only like, way. Huh? But, so it's like a, the worst case of STDs that you could get. <laughs> yes, and the only cure <laughs> is to go have more sex. Wow, indeed. Um, but yeah, so uh, it almost reminds me of a like uh, a mixture of Gideon Fall, Gideon Falls, and It Follows. Uh, which is, I mean, it's kind of cool. And the other thing, right now, Dark Horse has a first look deal with Netflix. And as you know, their other uh, book, Umbrella Academy, has done wonders for them. So with a name like Matt Kent, where everybody's going to, you know, he's going to blow up after Berserker comes out. And I see this as something that Netflix might be picking up. So this is kind of like a a call to arms if you are somebody who you know is interested in collecting books for the possibility of their value jumping i could see this being one of those books that would do just that um also you might get a series that you might really enjoy um but yeah so that's that's why i wanted to throw this one on the list one sounds good has a really good creative team and two it has possibilities of being picked up by netflix i mean it's got some some murder stuff going on it's got detectives going on uh it's got dark horse going on so yeah it just it seems like netflix would want their hands all over it um so yeah if you're somebody looking for anything like that that falls under any of those this might be the book for you yo what's up did we talk how the last ronin is going to get a director's cut Actually, no, we have not because I don't know when that's coming out. <laughs> the director's cut or the the director's whatever. cut? Uh, March to uh, this March this year. What would that even mean for a comic book to get a so, director's cut? Oh, you I'm you don't re- know what director's cuts are, Joel? I don't. I've I've got a couple of the good stuff. Go ahead, one. Well, I'm reading that a uh, a director's cut is actually coming out. Um. Because issue two is actually getting delayed again. Mm-hmm. And now I don't know how far we said back it was going to go. I know it was supposed to be pushed to February. I mean, we were supposed to get a second issue in December, I thought. Yep, December was the original date. Well, the, yeah. the second original date. Yeah, the second original date. And then and then I remember saying that it got pushed to February. Now, I, don't, I haven't heard anything since, and I haven't even looked into it. Um, but if this one's coming out in March, I imagine that's getting pushed to what April? Oh God, I hope not. Um, I don't know exactly, but this um, I mean, this director's cut is supposed to be a sixty-four page special issue. 
Um, so there's going to be more details, and I have no idea exactly what we're going to get inside of the director's cut, but it's going to be a a bigger story or maybe some maybe some shit that we didn't know of. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're going to see character designs and some other shit like that inside of it. Like, uh, I would imagine, like, if you buy, like, a special edition video game and you get, like, a book with it and you get, like, all that kind of, like, background kind of stuff, I imagine we're going to see some of that stuff in here. I don't exactly know. Yeah, but so I'm gonna the date. you can keep going. Okay, so with some director's cuts, like I have a director's cut for um, Black Hammer issue one and Gideon Falls issue one. Oh, excuse me. Um, but with uh, director's cuts, like Juan said, almost like in the back of some of the um, hardcover editions, you'll get uh, draft work, like some of the early artwork of these characters and everything like that, building them out to who they will become, and writer's notes, uh, illustrator's notes, everything like that. But you'll also sometimes get, and I'm not sure which what's going to be coming specifically in Last Ronin Issue 1 director's cut, but sometimes you'll get a script to page panel comparison. So this way you get to read the script and see how the writer broke down each panel and from there what the or from uh, there what the artist took from that and what you got on page. Uh, so it's just a really deep dive look into what you get to read. And I mean, if, if you're somebody like me who is into that kind of stuff, I mean, I can sit here and watch behind the scenes footage of movies and stuff like that for hours just because yeah, I, I really enjoy the love that goes into this stuff. And I like to see the techniques that people use. Um, even at that, I was just watching. Um, so again, Matt Kent, he has a uh, YouTube uh, channel and he does a lot of like writing comics, drawing comics, stuff like that. And it, uh, he does a lot of uh, watercolor, and it's just cool to see his the way he works and breaks everything down. So if, if you're into stuff like that or how Juan said, the art books and everything, this is definitely something that you would want to check out. I'm not sure what the price will be. I remember the Gideon Falls one ranged from like the 8 to $10 mark. But if, if you want to look behind the curtain, if you want some of that behind-the-scenes goodness, this is where you would get that. So that extra 4 to uh, six dollars is worth it if you're somebody who falls in uh, within those parameters. I believe it's going for at least based on this because I'm looking at, I believe is the cover the cover art. It's like a mm-hmm. baby blue and white. Um, it's going for ten ninety nine. That's actually shocking to me because I thought this would be about fifteen because issue one was what eight bucks. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and that's because you know, yeah, it's a thicker book. Yeah, so nine dollars. It's it's a thicker mm-hmm. book, has more pages. Um, a lot of work has gone into it because they listened to the fans and were like, "All right, we'll we'll give you some different stuff." And they had to completely change the artist. Which I mean, kudos to them for not making the fans pay for it. Um, it I mean, it's an oversized book. If you look at an- annuals or anniversary books for like Batman and stuff like that. Those are all $10 themselves, and it's the same amount of content. So I think that's really cool that they are going that route and only making you pay that much considering they had to change artists, what, three issues in? Um, so, yeah, uh, kudos to them. You are taking a while, and I'm getting a little bit mad at you, Eastman, but um, it, it's it's good so far. But for 11 bucks, that's awesome. I, I really thought we were going to be looking at a $15 mark. I was, I was scared you were going to say 20 a million. Uh, um, no, I kill him. 
So, so the I think I said the director's cut is gonna be sixty something pages. Sixty, I can't remember what I said. Uh, let me check real quick. It is supposed to be sixty four. Okay. Sixty four pages. And the original issue one and issue two actually I just looked up are supposed are forty eight. Forty eight pages. So you're getting an additional whatever twelve or what is it? It was like twenty. What did you say? Forty. You said so forty 20, and sixty. Twenty four. I said sixty four. And the other one was 48. Okay, so you're missing yeah. four out of it. So whatever. Um, uh, I just read, too, that February is still the date for issue two. Oh, thank God. So 17th. It says February 17th, issue two is coming out. And like I said, that one's also 48 pages. Okay. Um, and I don't know if you've seen the cover for this one, but it looks pretty dope. He's running through fucking, like, foot soldiers. Oh, yeah. Of issue two? Yeah, and he's got mm -hmm. his size out. Looks like Wrath. Literally, it just looks like Wrath. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, yeah, he's running through it. There also have been some. I mean, they are spoilers in a sense, but the artist himself is the one posting them out. They're little sneak peeks at issue two. Um, uh -huh. I, I follow his work on Facebook and Instagram, and he he does it from time to time. He'll showcase what he's working on, or hey, here's a here's a panel from issue two. Um, here's what's going to be happening issue, blah, 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 blah. Uh, he's pretty active on there when it comes, I think he does a lot of live work. Uh, but yeah, there are some, if you are interested, I don't really want to go out and say what's going on in it. Um, but if you are interested and you're not too concerned about seeing some spoilers because it doesn't explain everything. It shows you stuff that we already know is going to happen, but it doesn't show right. any, any deaths or anything like that. It just shows like some, a little bit of pieces of, of things. But you can go to his uh, his thing. I can't remember what it is. Um, if, if those of you listening, you know, you can do a little bit of work. And just be like, who who's the artist? What's his Instagram? Boom, you got it. Uh, but yeah, it does. Andy Kuhn. Yeah, if that's the artist for uh, the Ronin, then yeah. 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 Okay. So it's yeah, Japanese been in Andy Kuhn. Andy Kuhn. Yep. Okay. So yeah, Andy Kuhn. Just look up Andy Kuhn on Instagram. Um, like I said, though. There, some people could see it as a spoiler. Some people could see it not, but it does showcase a little bit of something that not how anybody dies, but it does showcase something that happens to one of the turtles. Um, okay, let me read you this. Really badass artwork, though. What is it? What is it called? Where it's like a uh, remember, like you get the the VHSs or even fucking DVDs and Blu-rays. You flip it over, and there's that little synopsis. Is that what it's called? Yeah, it like a brief okay. description of what it is. Yeah. Yep. So they have like something for this uh this this issue too, and it says secrets are revealed as we begin to discover what happened in the past to lead to this nightmarish future. The Ronin meets an unexpected new ally, but the Foot Clan begins an exhaustive sweep of the bottom to find the vengeful mutant. And it says, and what role does Baxter Stoutman play? And that's it. Ooh, finally some damn lackeys. Yeah. So there you go. Good man, I, I was hoping that they would they would start busting them out pretty soon here, because yeah, I just want to give you guys like an update on that because we haven't talked about it in a little bit. Yeah, so hopefully, fingers crossed, it's still gonna be February. I I would think it would still be this month because usually um director's cuts come out after issue two, uh just okay. for like extra content and everything like that, and sometimes some of the notes will have spoilerish content in there, so it would make sense. So hopefully both of these things don't get pushed back. 
Uh, but yeah, to close things off, like I said, uh, what was this called? The Fear Case, number one by Dark Horse Comics. And that is going to close out our picks of the week. Now, our first and only topic for comic book news this week is the first look at Keanu Reeves and Matt Kent's new comic coming from Boom Studios called Berserker. And uh, for those of you that aren't, or I don't even know if I want to say aren't familiar because we've talked about it a lot, but aren't familiar or don't remember Berserker's upcoming bo- a comic book series created by blah, 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 blah. Sorry, I'm just reading all this stuff. And drawn by Ron Garney. Um, the comic follows an immortal warrior known as Berserker. Still don't know how I feel about that name. As he fights his way through the ages, the 12-issue limited series will be po- uh, published in February of this year. So this month, issue one will come out by Boom Studios, uh, which is really cool. I also like the fact that they are constantly pushing the fact that this will have an end. It's going to be, they already have a idea for the ending of the story, so you're not going to be invested for 100 plus issues and get a, a Walking Dead finale <laughs> that people weren't too happy with. Um, but yeah, they finally right. released some, I think it was five or six uh, pages from issue one, and it is the first five or six pages of the book. Uh, just to give you a little bit of a, a taste, a little vibe of what you're going to be seeing in this series. And again, it, it looks like a lot of more of uh, of the same from what, what you saw from the original storyline. And, you know, we got some of the artwork, what he looks like, this and that. But it shows Berserker. He does have a code name. I can't remember what it is. I hate calling him Berserker, but it shows Berserker getting ready John for Wick. a mission. Yeah, John Wick, buff John Wick. It shows him getting ready for a mission. Somebody's saying, hey, stand by for drop. He jumps out of the plane without a parachute, it looks like. And he has this really cool Thor effect with his eyes where he's got like this God of Thunder type of power surging through him. Uh, yeah, it, I mean, to me, it, it looked it looked really good. And uh, I do have a couple notes that I wanted to jump on, but um, I'm going to pass this one to Juan. What do you think of these pages? I thought it looked really awesome as far as like the looks of it, right? There's not mm-hmm. much to go on for dialogue or anything like that. Not so much I can't at all. Really pull... <laughs> I can't really pull fucking like, you know, how I feel about like the tone or whatever. I just, you know, if I'm going just based on visuals, it looks really good. Um, uh, I mean, but that's it. Like, that's all I can really (laughs) take from what's being shown. It's just him being like super fucking moody and then getting into this like car plane and then going on his mission and just saying fuck all you i'm gonna do it myself i don't really need all y'all just think of like think of captain america in kratos <laughs> i mean you can think of kratos too i was just gonna say think of captain america when he's in that fucking plane oh i was i was saying like right? a mixture i thought you were gonna call a mixture <laughs> oh a mixture of the two i mean yeah 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 i guess you can mix the two of them like and because it, i mean he would be like kratos just going over there and just slaughtering slaughtering everybody why is he part of a team like if he's going out and he's fucking murdering everybody anyways like why be part of a team so so he's he works for the military they right some something and this this branches out more into the description of what the book is um he works for the military because i can't remember if they have something that is his and he doesn't know where it is or if his memories are scattered and they help him channel it like they help him remember but like case by case style 
They're like, you, get, you, you, you want this memory? You got to do this. <laughs> oh, it reminds me of Weapon X. Like, he's a Weapon X or mm-hmm. some shit like that. Only he doesn't have uh, metal claws. He just he kills everybody with, like, a, a var- I'm looking at pictures. So he's got, like, a variety of, of weapons. Like, I'm seeing this picture of him using, like, oh, this is from, like, the past. He's got, like, stone weapons. Yeah. And he's killing this guy or whatever. So, I mean. Hey, I'm, I'm going to cut you off. That's disrespectful. Wolverine's not the only. Well, he is what, Weapon Bert? X, but, you know, he's not the only one from there. Well, I mean, with a fucking, like, yeah, with the the Merc that's looking for, like, his memories and all that shit. It just yeah. sounds familiar to me. It's just, like, it seems. And with long hair and a beard. and sh- I mean, come on. Now. Oh, Over it. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I thought it looked cool from, like I said, from a visual standpoint, it looks pretty dope. Uh, mm-hmm. It does have, it's, it's hard to get away from fucking Keanu Reeves not being john wick now or at least playing that into that character because we've seen it mm-hmm. it's, it's what everybody loves see. nowadays yeah and we're gonna see it four times and it just seems like you love john wick then you're gonna love this fucking comic because he's doing the same shit he did in the movies <laughs> in this guy co- he's killing everybody he can't be stopped he you know what i mean like he's it's not nobody's gonna stop his ass so that's kind of just like what i think about like will that get boring if you're fighting you're watching this dude just Go through, I mean, I guess go through time, fucking wiping everybody out. Nobody can fucking stop this dude. And does that get boring? Will that get boring? Joel, does that get boring? I'm going to be honest. I saw the pages and I was like, eh, it looks all right. And then I just passed on it. I'm, I'm probably not going to read this comic, to be honest, guys. Uh, so for, for me, the, the answer is yes, it, it's going to be boring because I, I just, I've seen enough John Wick to know how this is going to go. It's John Wick with powers, basically. And that's the thing is that does he even fucking have powers besides immortality is what I'm guessing. Yes. Kind of immortality trait. I would, and... I would think so. Unless, unless he just has to make his eyes sparkle every time he doesn't want to die. Oh, he does have the blue eyes. I forgot about that. Like, But, yeah, I mean, but that, that could just be him activating his immortal technique. He's <laughs> like, yeah, I am totally now immortal because my eyes are blue. He said, I don't know. Summon your equal powers. What do you, like, okay, so, like, I, without deep diving, does this comic interest you? It does solely for the fact that I want to see what Keanu Reeves has to offer. As far as a comic goes? As far as advancing his character, I because I, uh, Joel Joel's correct. This er, and and you are you are as well. Um, this is John Wick. Um, this is John Wick with who is who is fapping? Oh, that, that's <laughs> that Joel's finger. That's Joel's oh. finger. That might be a finger. Uh, I'm I'm pressing X that's pretty Joel's hardcore finger. on this controller. <laughs> he's uh he's in deep battle right now, probably. I, I actually like, am. I was like, who the fuck is beating off? <laughs> it does sound like that. It does sound I like can't. I was gonna say because Joel's been quite quiet, man. Oh <laughs> I mean, my god! More no, power to you, dog. How how much audio these headphones pick up? It's crazy. Yeah, he's oh, uh, yeah. easy. Yo, he's those. Easy. I'm not gonna lie, Joel. Those S's that you be saying, they're hardcore. <laughs> um, S's getting really picked up. Uh, oh, just in my headset. <laughs> it's just uh, old Slytherin S. But yeah, before the fappin cut me off. Um <laughs> <laughs> No, I I so I am interested because I want to see what he has to offer because I I am very much in that mindset. 
I love Keanu Reeves, and I, I've said this before. I, I like what he does. I don't like where his popularity came from, and like how like the fact that he was he's gonna be in that SpongeBob movie that they had that trailer for a long time Jesus. ago. It yeah, it's just he he's he's oversaturated in more than just John Wick. It, people just want to see him just because who he is, but he deserves it because he's a good guy. Um, so I I do want to. I'm hoping for more. I'm hoping that this becomes more than what everybody thinks it will be. Um, like I said, it has Matt Kent on there. But then again, this could just be Boom Studios being like, wait, you talking money? Yeah, we're going to give you this guy because he can he can like rein in your story a little bit. And he, he's he's uh like how I was telling you with um <laughs> fucking Kevin Smith and uh, Dan Harmon. He, he's the Russo brothers for Dan Harmon. He's gonna, he's gonna like, no, that's too John Wick. Pull it back, pull it back. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in it because of that. I just want to see what happens with it. Um, and I like the idea of Boom Studios going to people who may have a story to tell. I mean, this is, this is big for small publishers, and the fact that their Kickstarter raised as much money as it did—we're talking millions—is nuts. And that's these are probably still people who are going to pick up the single issues because you're not getting hardcovers one at a time because that's what some people thought it was. It was like, oh, you pay in advance, you get it before everyone else. No, they're going to put out the whole thing and then you get a whole set at the end of it, which is really cool. I didn't back it because, no, I just want to I'm just going to get the single issues and follow it as it goes. Um, and I think that's a trick behind it. But, you know, some people wanted that. Um, now my favorite thing about this whole preview though, is probably my least favorite thing about it as well. Uh, and I'll, I'll break it down a little bit, but I'm talking about the, uh, the panel that is an exact replica of the sad Keanu meme. I don't know if you guys picked up on that. Um, I don't know what sad Keanu meme is actually. Type in sad Keanu on your browser. (laughs) It's homeboy eating a sandwich. Looking super sad on a park bench. <laughs> He's all disheveled and shit and like just yeah. chilling. Yeah, no. I mean, is it really sad though? Let me see. Let me let me. I mean, there. no, he's probably not sad. He's probably thinking he's about enjoying something. His shit. Yeah, he's just it's enjoying just, his shit. It, it's like Ben Affleck when he's just like taking that drag from a cigarette and people got that perfect photo where he looks like he's just over everything. It's what most memes are. It's just that perfect timed photo. Um, he was probably having a fucking great day. He probably just gave up his seat to somebody and being nice, saving lives, doing his thing. Uh, he's got a whole shit. He's got tons of food next to him. And she got a cup of soup. <laughs> Looked like he went to Panera Bread. Oh boy, he ain't eating like he did in Zion. He's getting all the food. But yeah, so that that meme, they put it in the comic. If you look in the the very first yeah. page, it it is the very first page. They drop it in there where. He he's sitting in the rain this time, and he's of course the character, and he's doing that brooding like I'm sad, I can't die. He's doing that whole thing, um, which it's cool. I I think it's it's like it's funny because I instantly recognized it. I was like, oh my god, they put that in there. Now the reason I I liked it, it was my favorite thing about the preview, but also my least favorite thing is is considering how early they drop that in there i'm worried that they're gonna lean into that a lot like the idea of the idea of keanu exactly like his popularity yeah it's like they want to do everything they can to make sure you know it's keanu reeves you think 
he kills somebody and says, you're breathtaking. Like <laughs> that happens? I mean, I hope so. <laughs> You'll never know, Joel, because we ain't telling you. A it, bunch man, of fucking, if they do like, that, I'll buy the comic. A bunch of just the one-liners and shit. Like, if, <laughs> think of like Arnold Schwarzenegger made a comic and oh they just God. do a bunch of his fucking like one-liners. But in see, there for him, that would that would make sense though because I have no faith in him writing a comic anyway. <laughs> well, wait, who, did Keanu write his the comic himself? I thought, he yeah, was no, no, of... he he is writing it with Matt Kent. That's why I said I'm... Matt Kent's like the guy who's gonna pull him back when he's like, nope, that's too. That's too Neo. That's too John. I wonder, how, I wonder how much of it he's actually writing. Like, I wonder if it's just like he's writing his character. Like, well, no, I would actually, I would actually be like, whoa, you know, what I mean, like, I, I'd probably say that. He said, uh, I would do that, I just, but I'd act it way better. Yeah, I would do that. <laughs> I, I'd probably look way cooler, you know, <laughs> doing this. I just wonder if he's like. He's not actually writing the fucking like. I doubt that he's writing. Hey, this story is gonna go. From here to there, I think he's more or less like maybe giving his insight for his character. That's what so, I would assume, especially for a first time like comic book writer. Mm-hmm. You can't just give a dude free reign and be like, yeah, 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 go ahead. You <laughs> like write a lot of the story, and then I'll kind of come back and like play cleanup or some shit like that. That's not gonna happen, no way. But so here's the thing: the editor has. I want to say it was the editor that was commenting on it. He actually spoke on how excited he was that he was so hands-on with the project. Um, it, it The way they explain it is it's almost what you did say you don't think it is. He is somebody, he came to them with this con, with this concept. He came with them and said, bullshit. This... <laughs> it's not bullshit. They, they talked about it and they said that he's the one who, um, oh man. So full confession right now. Uh, Marcy brought home a little thing of uh, Hershey Kisses and I stole one and I put it in my pocket and forgot. Melted? <laughs> so I just reached in my, in my hoodie pouch and I got chocolate in there. <laughs> Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hardcore karma now. <laughs> well, yeah. that sucked. I'm going to have to get that out somehow. Um, but yeah, so they, they are saying that he is doing a lot of writing with it. Um from, yeah, from, then I take it back. Maybe it is, man. I don't know. I'm it's just saying, possible. He's, I just feel like he'd be doing a lot more character writing than anything. Yeah, I mean that that is that's more than possible as well. But like I said, I'm just I'm interested to see what's going to happen, um, and what he has, what 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 he's willing to bring to the whole world of comic books because a lot of his works have, you know, uh, pushed on a lot of different IPs and people take from his work all the time and there's mirrored um likenesses to things and so i don't know i i just think he's everywhere and i'm excited to see him in comic books and everything like that i'm just i'm hoping it's going to be more than what i think it might be but yeah that that whole sad keanu thing it was cool uh don't do it again don't it's, fucking it's gonna have it, <laughs> Ooh, that's a rough one. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Um, yeah, I, I'm not even going to ask to hear it again. Joel, if you, if you want to, that's on you. I'm just going to straight up say I'm taking the L. I have no idea. Yeah, I, I don't know what that is. Oh, wow. <laughs> you guys suck. <laughs> so anyways, uh, 
I um, you guys probably have played this game, I imagine, or at least a version of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't tell you what it is just yet, but I will let the people that are listening know that I played a version of this game in high school at high school during um some lunch sessions and then also during just skipping class and going to the you library and, <laughs> and playing the game while in our uh, computer labs you could we had for some reason it was downloaded in all the computers in the computer labs and we were all <laughs> able to play on it we would do like land parties or we would actually go online and play through the computer um at school does that ring any bells to me still no because when you mentioned that uh all I pictured when you were saying during school, skipping, blah, 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 I thought you were talking about when you, Pedro, and RJ would go to the house and play DDR. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. See, there was multiple games I used to do. I used to do <laughs> DDR, or I would skip and go to Stefan's house. Or actually, no, I wouldn't skip and go to Stefan's house. I would go during lunch, and mm-hmm. we would all go to Stefan's house, and we'd play Smash Brothers and then come back. Or we would go to joanna's and play like fucking mario kart and shit like that but this game um is quake quake okay i see i oh i I played that game uh, a couple of times in one i think it was like free for a weekend and then i remember i just got like my old i think it's it's pronounced asus or asus gaming laptop and it was like Right out of high school, I got it for graphic design and stuff. And uh, one of my friends was like, oh, you should play Quake. And I tried it, and I, I suck at p- computer gaming. So <laughs> I was like, oh, nope. <laughs> oh, the Quake um, that I played in high school was probably like Tournament Edition 2003 or something. Mm-hmm. And that was all purely multiplayer. Um, they do have individual storyline games like like Quake, you know, one, two, three. The one that I really played was uh, Quake 4. I had actually just got – that was my, on my first computer that I got. Um, I bought from a guy that built it, and uh, it was able to run Quake, like, which I – to think about it but now, it's like, oh, wow, it was a decent computer to run the – not that it's like a super, you know, I guess demanding game, but just to be able to run it at all on the computer because the computer was actually very, fairly cheap. Yeah. Um, back memories to me or whatever but quake is actually a really cool game it's still played today i want to say they made a release of a newer model i don't know when the last quake game came out quake champions is was that for like uh 360 or was that xbox Mm. one uh there was a 360 quake game i think it's quake four okay Uh, but champions i think was a pc game okay Oh, okay. All right, and so there's no release for Xbox One or anything like that? No. Wow, that's fucking whack. Anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, that's the last Quake game. So if you guys aren't familiar with Quake, look it up. If you guys like shooters and shit, it's like... Uh, man, I don't even know how to... What was um, Unreal Tournament, right? Isn't that like something... That was kind of similar to it? If you played Unreal Tournament? That's or... okay, yeah. That's what I was thinking of. Because I was even going to say, isn't that where the Unreal Engine came from? But that was Unreal yep. Tournament, not Quake. Okay, yep. yeah. I Yep, I was definitely getting those two mixed up. Which which I used to in the past as well. I completely... I would always forget that one of them existed, and they were the same game to me. Just like I just did. <laughs> I 
I mean, they're, they're, like the 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 multiplayer aspect is kind of similar, but yeah, Unreal Tournament was another one that we could play at mm-hmm. school. So, um, yeah, so, there you go. To Quick. me, it, it almost feels like a uh, a form of um, Overwatch. I don't even think I don't even know if it plays the same or anything like that. Just the character builds, how big they are, and uh, cartoonish it's and stuff. Unreal, the Unreal shits. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't think they can... all have special abilities or anything. Like yeah, that. they're all generic fucking people and shit. But um, it was based on weaponry. You know, your gun did all the fucking special shit for you. All right. All right. So, yeah, that's a point for you. We both lost. Yeah. Trash. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And for our first topic for video game news during this uh, recap of the week. We have a surprisingly coming out of nowhere trailer for a game called The Day Before. And uh, I'll read you a little synopsis of this game. It says, Welcome to The Day Before, an open world MMO, uh, which for those of you that don't know what MMO is, it's a uh, massive multiplayer online uh, game, but they don't put the G there. (laughs) So yeah, MMO survival set in a deadly post-apocalyptic america overrun by flesh hungry infected and survivors killing each other over food weapons and cars you wake up alone in a world you no longer remember setting out to find answers and resources to survive uh so i actually just came about this trailer uh not too long before we started recording and it was something that i wanted to talk about because to me it looked awesome like it it definitely um checked off a lot of boxes that i have when it comes to wanting to you know try out a game or see what it's all about and i felt like it would do the same for a lot of different people um so i had the guys watch the uh the trailer did you guys did anybody uh, know about it beforehand or was that news to you guys as well i I had heard the name i had just heard about it today actually right before uh that you showed the video okay yeah they they released the trailer yesterday i guess uh but it just eluded me i I didn't even know that it was it was around um and then i saw it on instagram and i was like "Ooh, what are you uh but yeah definitely looked like something really really cool if you have not checked out the trailer i highly suggest you do so um but yeah i mean that synopsis breaks it down perfectly. It's just a open world game. Uh, think the division meets. Um, uh, I would say Last of Us. Yeah, The Last of Us with like some Fallout, um, because like they they have like the idea of, um, and this is what I really enjoy about the game. It, it has a very survival type of take on it, almost almost like Rust and uh, Fallout, because uh, there's instead of like radiation that you can get poisoned by and stuff like that there is um the cold so if you're outside too long you can you know succumb to the weather uh which i think is really cool you have a meter for water for food uh stuff that you have to keep your character uh up on or it can start affecting you and i I think that's uh that's really cool um one, one thing too is the idea from this trailer, um, it was like a playthrough, but almost like a scripted playthrough. You pull up in this uh, town, and you and your partner get out together, and you're going to go hunt down supplies, as you would. 
they also showcase while you're walking through, there's a radio um, trans- uh, transmission out there for people to come to this survivor colony. And that's a really cool throw in for the game. You can, they say that over there, you'll be able to sell your loot, upgrade gear and like uh, just communicate safely with other players. So it's more like a safe haven. Um, so you can't just go in there and start killing everybody. Uh, and then they showcase some, some action. They showcase like a, a fight scene where you're inside of the store. And from what it seems like, there's going to be a, uh, per- like proximity chat, which I love. Uh, so for, if you don't know what proximity chat is, um, in rust in the game rust, where you are, it's essentially like grown up Minecraft. Uh, it's just surviving um, in this wasteland. Uh, but when you run up to somebody, if you like talk loud enough in your microphone, they can hear you from a greater distance, but you can't hear people from across the map. It's not like a party chat like most games are, uh, which I think is really cool. It gives that whole um, immersive effect when it comes to playing these games and everything like that. Um, right. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you you see these guys and they, they're, they're talking. So you're the guy you're watching knows to, to crouch down and everything like that but yeah i when i just watching it i was super pumped up for it i was really excited um I, what are you guys feeling about this game like joel let's start with you what do you based off of what you saw what do you what do you think of this game yeah it looks cool the proximity chat has me intrigued and you know i i liked the division when that came out that was fun mm-hmm. uh the idea of fighting not only people within the world but also you know a third or not a third enemy but like a a second enemy um that's not really controlled by other players that's an interesting one to me and um yeah i I think i would play it the problem is it's pc only and Mm -hmm. i don't have a pc good enough to play this game so as much as i would want to play it i won't be able to until they release it on consoles yeah i was gonna say there is discussions currently um about console releases it's just something they're working on. Yeah, I mean, I, I always look for new games to play with friends. I mean, it's always fun to play games like Apex with you guys, or I play Star Wars Battlefront 2 with, with Pedro, and mm-hmm. uh, those kinds of games are always enjoyable. So if I could find a cooperative experience, sign me up. Oh, yeah. What about you, Juan? Um, so I watched it, and I had, like, PUBG vibes mixed with, like, some fucking uh, State of Decay Mixed with a little bit, just because of the inventory aspect, I had like, uh, you know, Fallout, those type of games that you need, like survival games. You mm-hmm. need to like uh, get loot. Um, the fact that you have to keep your guy alive, I don't know necessarily if I'm all about that because it's just how, unless the game is incredible. Like if the game is mediocre and you have to do all this extra shit, it's just going to become tedious to me. Um, one of the reasons I haven't started Red Dead Redemption 2 is because I've heard that you do a lot of, of like, uh, just, like, tasks to do to keep things going. As far as, like, I don't know what that means exactly. I don't know if you have to, like, drink water or fucking eat all the time or have to hunt or, or – but I've also heard that you have to, like, keep your village alive. So, like, when it comes to games like that and I think about not only do I have to stay alive – um in game like fucking conditions but like then you 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 toss in like real world conditions if the game isn't exciting to me then it's not going to be fun state of decay kind of has those those elements as well where you have to constantly keep up on um 
you know, your inventory and make sure that your group is okay and stable. Otherwise, they kind of fuck you up. Remember that game, uh, The Thing? Remember The Thing? Yeah. It's something like that, too. I actually enjoyed that because I enjoyed The Thing in general. But then in the game, you have to make sure that people aren't going nuts and fucking starting to trying to kill you and all that stuff. So that was <laughs> exciting. And um, I it liked it for what it did in the game. Mm-hmm. But if it becomes monotonous and stuff that I don't really care about, then I really don't want to play it. But based on what I've seen... It looked cool. Like, visually, it looked fucking awesome. Again, it's on PC, so who knows what they were running to show this demo off. They had to have fun, you know, some brand-new graphics card, like the RTX uh, 390 or something, 3090, or I don't know what the fuck they had, but it looked really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not like, in the trailer, or in this gameplay trailer, that voiceover. Like that. Oh, voiceover. no, it was, the voice acting was horrible. He, not yeah. even the voice acting, just that guy like constantly saying, hey, and then you got to fucking find. Like, it was just, <laughs> I get it. Like, let me see the shit. I don't need you telling me what the fuck is going on. I'm literally watching but, it. But like, you know that's not that's not a character, right? Yeah, that's just the guy for the trailer. Yeah, like, that was just the guy who, like, so yeah. that would be your voice. And you yeah, don't you don't have to say all that. No, I'm just... <laughs> yeah, 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 stupid as fuck. Like, shit. like, I get it. Like, I've seen it. But watching the trailer, and if it plays the way it showed... Which not every game, you know, Shout out Cyberpunk. Yeah, not every game shows the way that it plays. So like, if it plays what we just seen, what we seen was actual in-game gameplay, which is good. Yeah, you know, for what we seen, um, it looked really interesting. Uh, having to, you know, we've seen the storylines before. We've seen the whole pandemic kills people off. You're one of the last handful of survivors, and you just have to. Who knows what the end game is for this? You know, it doesn't say that. I think there was like a radio saying that they were bringing in new people, which, by the way, I want to say they say Woodbury um, was the name of the, like uh, the town or the. Oh, the sanctuary. The sanctuary was called Woodbury. And that's funny to me because on Walking Dead, they have Woodbury as well. That was ran by the governor. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just I thought I kind of laughed at that. I don't know if they even thought about that or if that just is a fucking. You know, just the throwaway name that just they just happened to land on. But anyways, uh, um, all in all, it looks like a cool game. Uh, looks like something I'd be interested in. I do have a PC. Do I have it to run something like that? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you know, I you, it, I just read that you can um, put it on your Steam wish list. Yeah. Um, I don't know when it's supposed to be released because it just. I mean, it literally just came out what like a day ago as far as like or the 27th yeah right now it's it's just saying coming soon there's nothing uh nothing else attached to it um but yeah as far as like uh survival games go this is something that like i said i think i said this last week that games like these kind of play out and they're really cool to do especially when you get people to play with you Mm -hmm. and explore these worlds with you and you start building that bond whether or not you die and that's it you know what I mean? Like, you're dead. Like, they take your shit, and you're dead, <laughs> and then you have to start all over. That's something to, um, you know, something for us to find out. It would seem that would be the case, though, if you're constantly having to keep your guy alive. You know, if they're going if, – if they make it a, a big issue that you have to find food, you have to do this, you have to do that to keep your guy alive, then it would make sense that once you die, you're fucking – that's it. So, so- try not to, to die. With that one, uh, just based on how fast those characters did die, um, which is one thing that I, I love about it, the uh, it's it's got a very it's almost Call of Duty realism mode, or 
or that that was one of the the main things I, I really liked about PUBG was if you hit somebody, it wasn't like oh he should have died. No, they fucking go down, and so it, it's got that realistic take to it because yeah, they, those they were dropping. <laughs> it wasn't just like ten minute fights with one team until ten more people ran up on you. Um, but if considering that's how fast you die, I I would think that they're gonna take around like take the the lines of. Not necessarily the division, but the division, you know, you have checkpoints, you you can save your stuff. I would think more or less, um, have you ever heard of the game Escape from Tarkov? I have not. So no. Escape from Tarkov is a, uh, it's another PC game, but it's very hyper-realistic. You don't have a HUD, you don't have anything showcasing how many bullets you have. Uh, it doesn't even show you your, like, a health meter. You just go based off of how your guy's reacting and stuff. And when you're in the menu, it shows, like, where you're hurt. Um, but it's it's essentially the same thing. But you drop into a server for, I think it's maybe, like, a 30-minute server, and you have to survive. You, you go in, you loot, you can kill other players, you can take their loot. But if you die, you lose everything, unless it's insured. You have to go through somewhere and insure certain weapons and uh, certain things before you drop in. So this way, if you do die... Um, sometimes you'll get them back for free or you can get them at a discounted price. Um, and I, I, I could see something like that because I mean, you do, uh, especially being a survival type of game, you do want that. Uh, am I going to die here? Am I going to lose all my stuff? Cause I mean, that's what, especially PC players, they love that kind of stuff. Like Minecraft, uh, if you get your ass stuck in lava, all your shit goes bye-bye. Like it doesn't matter what you, what you had on you. It's gone. On hardcore? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or if you're an asshole like me and my friends and you stick somebody in a room that has a bunch of creepers, <laughs> like, <laughs> they die. <laughs> uh, man, I did that shit to Lunchbox so many times. Um, but, yeah, so, like, it's almost like PC players are more um, accepting of that, like, the fact, like, there is a threat that you might lose your stuff. But I would think that, you know, uh if they are going to translate this to console players, you would want that type of assurance that or insurance that you can get certain items back in case you do go down. I uh, like the idea of having 30 minute windows and be like, do as much as you can. And then when it's done, <laughs> it's done. You're out of there. I, I see. That's pretty cool. It, yeah. Escape from Tarkov. Definitely check it out. I think Jeremiah would love that game. Um, and I, I think you would like it too, but, it's cool, but I, I I am somebody who would be completely down with an MMO set in a survival game. Like that's badass. I, I think that's super cool. Um, well, DayZ was like that. Was yeah, it not? Mm-hmm. that's that's what I was gonna bring up. Uh, the the likes of DayZ and stuff. I remember watching uh, Rocket Jump and Freddie Wong and all them playing that stuff. Uh, with the Node guys, that that stuff was really cool to to check out. And this just seems like a better version. This is like the war zone of PUBG. <laughs> it's like they, they have some good stuff, but then they polish it up and make it look pretty because this game looks gorgeous. It really does. If you uh, There was a time during this trailer or gameplay trailer where he chucks a grenade into the room, mm-hmm. and you imagine in most games the grenade goes off and doesn't really have an effect on the environment at all. It just kind of just gives that you bright know, light. <laughs> yeah, it's just a bright light, and that's it. But in the trailer, when he throws this grenade into a room, Mm-hmm. there's shelves and stuff and shit gets knocked off the shelves the shelf kind of gets like pushed in a way where it's like about to fall over there's a lamp ahead uh, above you that gets like 
like it's got hit by shrapnel with a shockwave and it's spinning around. Mm-hmm. So the lighting gets all changed and there's fucking smoke in the room. And then also there's a, a radio that was going off. And after the grenade, the radio is no longer going off. So it's almost like it got destroyed in that. Yeah. And when all that happens in one blast. So the one thing that I did notice where I'm like, ah, oh, this kind of looks like it would be annoying is the, I don't want to say the aiming mechanic, but just the way the shots went down. Dude, I'm not sure if this dude is a dev. He's got to be a dev, but <laughs> he could not shoot. Like he was missing so many shots. And I don't yeah. know if that's like attributed to how hard it is to fucking shoot somebody in that game but you would imagine that in a survival game you're not going to try to waste six shots on one guy so um i'll, I'll give him this yeah, he, he, he didn't talk like he was much of a gamer he, he talked he, he like like how you said he sound kind of dumb like i i don't know i i get that you're trying to sell it but yeah he he didn't have the presence of somebody at least that i know i would be in a party playing video games with you know do you think that I don't think that that guy was just like the guy playing and talking over like shit that was going down? Oh, you think no, that, that was pre-recorded? I feel no, yeah, but I feel like that was some other guy like explaining what was going on on the screen, not the actual guy playing and explain what he was doing. I feel like it was another dude. Well, that makes it yeah, worse. I agree. Like, <laughs> yeah, and my, was my favorite was only he he put that cowboy hat on. He's like. Oh, these parts and i'm just like oh come on bro then maybe maybe it was him i don't know yeah that was fucking like he's trash mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> uh but yeah so like like we said this there's no date for this game yet it just is coming soon um one cool thing about this though it's actually coming from a developer called fantastic and the crazy thing about fantastic is the fact that they only have two pre-existing games uh, one being a uh, a mobile game. It is number seven in the uh, in the top charts, which is pretty cool. But it's called the Radiant One, and it's a interactive story game. It's like a top down view. I don't know what exactly it is, but it's this guy kind of, you know, just living in his house. It looks like The Sims almost. Um, but yeah, interactive story game called the Radiant One. And then they went on to make a survival game set in uh, a low-poly world, and it's called The Wild Eight. So they have, they have three games. They have three games? Yeah, because I had looked up the same information um, earlier because I wanted to see who Fantastic was, and I also uh-huh. wanted to see who uh, My Tobin or My Tona, which is the uh, publishing team. I wanted oh, okay. to see what they'd done. Um, but they made another game called Dead Dozen, which is a survival game. Okay. And it's a first-person sh- survival game. So it's got, like, so obviously they've worked on a survival-type game before. Yeah, they're, they're definitely stepping their games up as they go. And it yeah. seems like they're, because they have two survival games now. the That Dozen one you said and The Wild Eight. Which I'm, I'm curious, okay. I'm, I'm wondering if it's like a sequel to this one. With The Dead Dozen? Yeah, because the, the Wild Eight and then The Dead Dozen. Oh, because of the names, like yeah, dozen and eight or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're both survival type games and everything like that. But so, I, awesome. to me, I, th- I think it's pretty cool that they have the, um, the history in that, and they're still, uh, trying to progress that more and more. And with this game, it, it kind of seems like they're they're hitting their strides. It, it, like we said, if you have not watched the trailer, check it out. the 
the graphics look gorgeous, but like Juan said, they're probably running it on a beast right now. Um, and it'd be hard for people to, to uh, compete with that unless you're putting a lot of money into your uh, your 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 system, <laughs> your your PC. Yeah. Uh, but either way, it's it seems like a really fun game. It's it seems like a really cool idea. Uh, I mean, we're we're always about zombie games and stuff like that. So I don't think any of us ever got into the the land of Daisy, but that's because we kind of heard about it late on when it was kind of obsolete, nobody was playing it anymore, um, and there were other games coming out, like then that's when everything turned into Battle Royale mode and everything like that. Uh, but yeah, check it out. Let us know what you think, and um, let us know if you're going to be picking it up once it does hit. Uh, hopefully I have a PC that runs it, because I want to try it out. <laughs> I want to play. <laughs> I want to play. It has new games too, but I want to play uh all right so for our second topic for video games uh just a little update because there was an update for apex legends uh they announced well they didn't announce they dropped season eight uh with another legend named fuse uh they have a weird yeah there's a trailer showcasing who he is just a uh crazy aussie who um has a friend that has separation issues it seems like uh i i'm not i'm not a big fan of that storyline that they made with those two just like not knowing how to let go of each other and stuff like that that was kind of weird uh but i do like this character um he's very uh explosives heavy he calls himself the savior of salvo uh which if you are familiar with the world of titanfall or titanfall 2 uh salvo rockets are uh are a thing it's a a weapon in there so i don't know if i mean i'm I'm sure that has something to do with it because it seems like salvo the planet of salvo or if that's a country i don't know what it is but where he comes from is salvo it seems like that is explosive heavy so it makes sense that that's where they get the salvo rockets um but yeah his character is pretty badass his design is cool he's got a metal arm um and his passive uh one of the things i hated in the game is the fact that they dropped your ability to carry two slots of grenades so for each inventory slot you can only put one grenade now. I don't know if you guys knew that, but I hated it when they when they changed that because um, I'm very much a, a grenade chucker. And his passive is you can now carry two again, which I love. Just for him, though. Yeah, just for him. For him. Yeah, and then uh, on top sense. of that, his ultimate, he drops a ring of fire around um, a battle. So he he plays perfectly for me because I, I tend to play – defensive and offensive it kind of just depends on the moment um i i do like using um lifeline most of the time however but with him if i am low on health i can drop that ring of fire to contain people or if i'm attacking i can contain them as well and just jump in there myself uh but yeah he if you have not tried him out give him give him a go he's he's actually a really really uh cool character and the update was I think much needed for this game. It was dying out. They didn't have any new content. Uh, the characters they dropped were pretty damn lackluster. They they dropped that uh, uh the redhead girl who can do all the gravity pulls and everything like that. And there was nothing Hor- to enjoy. Was that Horizon? Right? Horizon. Yeah. I didn't enjoy her character at all. Her storyline bothered me. Like she clearly went through this wormhole where. Things are completely different, and she's talking about how she made a promise to return to some kid, and it's like you're not going. <laughs> like, 
you're you're kind of screwed. So her her story was annoying as well. But um, I I don't know. She she was just kind of forgettable. Same as uh, I think it's Rampart. Rampart. Yeah. So uh, this dude is a nice uh addition, but you get a new change for the original Kings Canyon map. They not only change some locations, but they also stretch out the map some. So where artillery was, um, if you're familiar with that map, it's almost like one of the carriers crash down into the ravine there and break in and you have a whole new part of the map. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. Have you guys tried out Season 8 yet? I have not, actually. No, I plan to do that this weekend. Okay. Yeah, it's it, it is it is really fun. There there's some game mechanics that they changed around as well. Um, it, to me, it was it was a more enjoyable uh, gameplay, but yeah, I, I think it was I think it was necessary because Apex Legends has been falling behind. Um, they don't do it nearly as many updates as the other um, battle royales or anything like that. So it's nice that they are doing that. You also uh, there's a new rifle, the uh, the repeater or something like that. It's a it's a heavy uh ammo rifle which that thing is amazing i i really enjoy using that uh so if you are somebody who did enjoy apex legends but kind of drifted away from it just wasn't for you anymore give give it a go i mean of course it's a free game and uh they they did add some some nice stuff to it so might be more up your alley again uh and for the last and uh third topic for video games we have some Grand Theft Auto rumors. So, um, did you guys play through GTA Five? I mean, I played through some of it. I didn't play it all. Yeah, I didn't finish it. I put about a good probably twenty or thirty hours in though. Oh, okay. Damn. Uh, Joel, were you a uh, a GTA fan before this, or like, is this a, yeah. a series that you like? Uh, I've been playing since since three, so I I skipped over. I think Vice City. Oh. My favorite was San Andreas. Okay. All right. Um so yeah, I I did I'll put it like this. You guys should beat the game through. It is a really good story. I mean, the the trio of characters are amazing, but they do put a really good story in front of you with Grand Theft Auto 5. Um but yeah, so for some rumors, four. what's that? I said 4 was cool. With Nico? Oh yeah. And you're fucking bugging you the whole time? Mhm. That's fantastic. <laughs> I gotta say it's fantastic um, but yeah so there are some rumors coming out right now one it's been rumored for a while that they are working on Grand Theft Auto 6 uh, no real well, news <laughs> well I was gonna say there is no real news about that no one's really commented on it um, uh, maybe they are maybe they aren't it, it seems like they, they work on one project at a time and they have been putting a lot of work and effort into Grand Theft Auto 5 still like their online mode is ridiculous and they they put out a lot of different uh expansion packs if you will i think that's what it's still called on on uh console games but yeah just more more content more content and uh they've been doing that uh pretty regularly it's way too long to me like <laughs> I, I i don't care what they've been doing for the fucking gta 5 online and shit like look you've been milking the fuck out of this game for like almost three consoles now like you're on your third console I like, mean, don't fucking sit there and be like, oh, well, you know, they're putting out. They've had fucking like a decade to do so. Like, <laughs> when did that game come out? When did that game come out? I don't know. It was like 2000 and 
God, I want to say 2010, 20, no, 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 no. It was 20, nah, it was after 2012. That. I'm about to look it up right now. Just that sounds about right. GTA it was 2012, 5. I think, because 13 was when the Xbox One came out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 2013, September 17, 2013. That's when the game came out. But your argument is not good is, because yeah, you sure, haven't even beat the game. Points. No, they can keep. I don't fucking care if I can beat the game. Beat, make the new. You can't play old ass games. You got ray tracing and all this bullshit now. You're gonna sit there and tell me that they haven't had any time to work on six. Like they made Red I, Dead, man. Red yeah, Dead one Red or two. Dead yeah, fuck that game too, because I haven't played that one either. <laughs> fuck that game. I don't care. If see, they, but but see, that's the thing. I don't know if you're their clientele then. I am their clientele because like I, have these games. I I know I know multiple people on my list that still are on that game a lot i mean mangles yeah. is usually on that if he's yeah, not playing if, golf if and... six came out, they'd be on six they wouldn't be on five anymore they're just on five because it's the latest shit and they have no other option what's your other option <laughs> i mean i i suppose yes i suppose correctly now no I, you're not correct you still haven't beat the game you can fucking you can make you can make content for an older game that's fine but if you continue to pump out content and expect money for the shit for a game that is fucking almost what eight years old, like yeah, I I'm not sitting here and be like yeah that's the shit that's I mean keep doing it like I could see if it was like heavily discounted content, but there's like stuff out there that you're still getting like I think even the the online I can't even remember what it's called. There's a I just looked at it the other day because I was yeah, trying to play. Yeah, they do things it. like the heist and everything like that. Yeah, I was trying to play it on my Xbox One X, and I don't have it down there for some reason. I have it on my other Xbox consoles, mm-hmm. um, but it wants you to like spend like ninety nine dollars for this. Like, yeah, there's a ninety nine dollar package on drugs. for this game, <laughs> and it's just, like, dude, this game is fucking old. Like, this game should be like. Twenty dollars now, and then if any expansion pack should be at most twenty dollars. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, I but you know. But I think you're looking so, at like all of them because usually they are. They're like I want to say they're fifteen to twenty bucks when they're, they're released. Old, it's old. It's old shit. Like it's old shit. Like I don't. No, care. the new Dude, content I, they're putting out is new. <laughs> I still sell this game weekly, mm-hmm. weekly, and when it goes on sale, it sells out. It's been out for almost a decade, and I mean, it, it's it's kind of like the the uh, definition of a game uh, game as a service. Uh, it's just like World of Warcraft. I mean, it's been out mm-hmm. for 14, 15 years, and people still play World of Warcraft. So it's just the same thing, but with Gatotaro. Yeah, no, I I agree. I I think that people are playing it because, like you said, it's a it's a service at this point. And on top of that, I mean. You don't you don't even have to purchase all the stuff and you can still go in there and they change the map up. They make additional um, terrain and everything where you can still. I guess, take part in that area of the map, you just can't do the missions, so they they do up like change it up for for people and everything like that. But um, yeah, but I'm just saying you can change it up, but still be working on some other shit. Don't don't give me the excuse that, oh, we can't do anything because we're still working on this fucking game. Like, I mean, if it makes dollars, it makes sense, Juan. It does. And that's the stupid (laughs) part. People people keep buying the fucking thing. That's why they keep continuing to make it. Stop buying Grand Theft Auto 5 shit so they can make six. already. I want six in my library so I can't finish it. (laughs) I want it. I want to look at it. 
Um, but yeah, so currently the rumor right now, and this is because of fan cryouts. People have been asking for this stuff for a long time, and I think it be, it's because of things like Red Dead and everything like that. But there is a rumor currently going around that there is a collection of remastered GTA 3, San Andreas, and Vice City in development. I've heard. Yeah, so, um, yeah. I mean, again, it's it's older content, but it's stuff that people want to see stuff that people perform will buy, better. Bro. Yeah, and realistically, it's it's a it's a cheaper it's a cheaper bet. Are you, you are, are okay? Are you expecting a sixty dollar trilogy? Oh yeah, remastered game. Oh, Is that what you're I would I would say for the trilogy? Yeah, close. It would probably be a full price game, just that, because no, there's three sense. of them. Mm-hmm. That would make sense. And oh yeah, if if you're talking if you're talking like the like modern warfare where you, it was full price. What do you mean? There wasn't the remake full price. Like you didn't. It get, was. Yeah. So no, I. I don't, no, no, it was forty. It was forty. No, I mean that's not that's not. It's not that that good though. <laughs> I I would still like even that should have been twenty bucks because it, it's still a remake of a game that you can like play already to its full extent. Um, but yeah, with this one, I, I would say, yeah, I would expect it to be, uh, 20 bucks a pop 60 for all three of them. What, uh, was it, was years remastered a full price game? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I bought that shit. Yeah. And you got, you got all three of them, right? Years one, two, no, three. That was a standalone game. You got the, no, other... if you bought remastered, you got uh one, two and three from the, uh, 360. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, then okay. <laughs> it's another collection yeah. set. Um But yeah, so I mean, I think this is cool. I I for one I loved all of those games. I mean we used to play the hell out of that. I we, me, Juan and Sana have some of like the best memories playing those games and it was never the story. We never played the story together unless Sana was trying to cheat and hold on to the controller longer. Remember that shit? Yeah, she would drive fucking <laughs> football rules. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, our our goal was to get as many stars as you can and see who could survive the longest. Um, but yeah, so we always had like the most fun with this. So out of I, I'm just curious, out of those three games, GTA three, San Andreas, and Vice City, which one would you guys want to play remastered? I, I think Joel already ma- or answered it. Yeah, San Andreas for me, man. I just loved making my guys super fat with burgers and then going to the gym and just like making them super shredded. <laughs> Joel said, "This I would is how, do that forever. This is how they do it in the hood. Time, it would happen. It would happen in real time and shit. Like you would start lifting weights and you get like visibly <laughs> yep. in shape. And just going around on a bicycle everywhere was the best. Oh yeah, dude. I remember just having to keep smashing a. <laughs> I didn't like the more you rode the bike, the better you got at the bike." Or was that fucking Crackdown? There was, I can't remember. There was a game, though. It was a skill. Yeah, that was like on, I thought that was part of GTA. I, I, I want to say it is GTA, though, because as you run, your fitness goes up, too. So I would, yes. I would say that it was GTA. And then, like, you can get better at bunny hopping and all that shit or something like that, <laughs> I think. But, uh, yeah, no, for me, it was San Andreas. Or not San Andreas, uh, Vice City. Just because of the mu- the soundtrack alone was, mm-hmm. like, a shit. And then, like, having the color tracing on yeah, where you can uh, – where it just looked like you're on acid the whole time you're playing, which <laughs> I don't know what acid is like, but I'm just assuming that's what it was like. Anyways, um, it that was really cool. Um, The mansions. It was like uh, fucking Scarface. Scarface. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like Scarface. That's all it was like and shit. <laughs> uh, 
I really dig that one. So having a remastered one of that would be dope. I mean, three, come on now. It's like that was the granddaddy of all the fucking, you know, what we know now as GTA. Yeah. To be. Um, so that would be cool too. No, I'd definitely get a triple pack and play the fuck out of it. And probably would stop clamoring for a six for <laughs> another eight years or something just to have remaster versions of the other three. Once that baby that is crying until you put something in front of it, it's like, ooh. <laughs> I said, all right, then. All right, that's cool, man. I got you. I had to do that shit with Scar today. She's so obsessed with sitting on my, uh, uh, on my desk. And then mm. I don't get to do anything. Oh, yeah. I can't type it. I always have to turn my uh my keyboard off. And then when I take her off, she screams and cries until I like bring her something. And she's like, "All right, this is cool." <laughs> that's yeah. That's 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 what it is. Uh, fucking show me something shiny. <laughs> now I, I'm with you guys. I I personally would want Vice City as well, just because yeah, it it was the overall feel of that game was so different. Which I, I could see San Andreas being that for Joel. Like that is completely out of out of, out of his world. Like oh, geez. minority. <laughs> <laughs> well no, not not just minority. I'm saying like that that aspect. It, like the, the feel of his of uh CJ's hood, like that that's driving through Saginaw at times. That's that's when we used to go to Chicago with Dad. <laughs> Joel turned into fucking uh John Cena Thugonomics when he played San Andreas. He turned into Miklo. <laughs> he said, Lawn does life. <laughs> he turned into Miklo. That's funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I was going to throw in there, dude. I, I think Grand Theft Auto, especially because what 5 became, like they, they have new characters that are like people adore that are, are just dropping in from these um, added content. And I, I think if, if there was one thing that uh, we talked about, like what Halo is going to become and everything, I think that server, that game could turn into that. Because, I mean, think about it. You already have San Andreas within Grand Theft Auto, Grand Theft Auto 5. You can go fuck with CJ's gang and, like, have them shoot at you and shit like that. So if, if I think the best way, if they were going to roll something out like this, is to implement it into, like, the map. Like, say you can fly out of, what, what's the, the city that you're in right now? Los Santos? Right? LS? Yeah. Yeah, say, like, because there's already an airport there. San Andreas is there, so you could implement the full story of CJ right in there. All you have to do is change into his character, and you can run San Andreas within that game. And then you have an airport. Why not make it to where you can fly to Liberty City or to Vice City, and then you just keep it all within one game? Because, I mean, at the end of the day, we this is what I kept saying. These people, they just want you on their servers and if you kept everybody into one thing where they're like oh i'm gonna play with my friends oh they're getting off i'm gonna jump on san andreas and i'm gonna play through cj's story now like it just it makes the most sense to me to where people would want like you would just be in that one immersive spot um, it'd be cool but i think that's a pipe dream okay i, I don't uh, know i just i feel like that's stuff i think that's a pipe dream I, I feel like that's where things are going to start going. I mean, like Joel said, it's already like a service within itself. That's so massive. You, you know how big – you realize how big these maps are, right? Mm-hmm. That's fucking on – like, that's Well, no, huge. no. Los Santos is huge. Vice City and uh, GTA 3 realistically aren't that big. It's like another yeah, suburb. They're pretty, big, bro. they're pretty big. Yeah, I, I, well, I get that, but it's it's like another portion of the map on here. 
And then, like I said, right. San Andreas is already implemented in there. Like, legit, you can go sightseeing in San Andreas. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I could be wrong here. Like, look at Los Santos compared to Vice City. Because I, I remember you used to get the maps within the uh, the booklets. They used to give you the, the maps and stuff when you bought the game. That shit saved my life so many times running from the cops. Take a left here. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> what, are they tiny? Uh, no, okay. Yeah, they are. Uh, so Los Santos is 48.7 square miles. Mm -hmm. um, Vice City is 3.5 square miles. Jesus, yeah, dude. That's like downtown. Downtown. Yeah, it's pretty fucking... Small in comp comparison. That's half an update for them these days. Um, and then you got Vice City. That's probably around like four point something, uh, or five, even four. Four was like nine, mm -hmm. nine square miles. So yeah, it's huge. Yeah, I guess so. Los Santos is fucking massive. <laughs> but it yeah, would just be like a, it'd be a neighborhood and shit. Mm -hmm. To like three in there, man. I felt like that shit was way bigger than. Hell no, nah, bro! Try to drive around the whole map. Like, uh, uh there's no doing it. <laughs> you take Los shortcuts. Santos? I'm gonna find out how long it takes to drive around the whole map. <laughs> Keep talking. <laughs> All right, but yeah. So Grand Theft Auto, uh, rumor as of now, but possibly seeing a collected remastered edition of GTA Three, San Andreas, and Vice City. What? All right, and then uh, we'll just cut it right there. But the same, right? How long do you think it takes? I would Real say quick. like 20 minutes. It says it takes 10 minutes to drive around the map. That's it? That, yeah, I'm saying that doesn't seem like... That don't seem right I felt at like it all. Took longer to do in part three and shit. Like, <laughs> I felt like it took a while to drive around that map. I, I, remember, I remember having to drive through the mountains, and I was like, motherfuck, like... <laughs> Like, I right. felt like I was on a legit road trip. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, the game just took down. Oh, never mind. So, um. Alright, I'm just gonna. Alright. I'm looking this shit up right here. This seems kind of like a cool fact, a cool tidbit. Mm hmm. Somebody, they were like, how long does it take to walk across every GTA map? Oh, my God. Um, okay, here we go. On, so down the rabbit hole we go. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> GTA 3 is 14 minutes to walk across it. That's it? Vice City's 13. San Andreas takes an hour and 36 minutes to walk. Damn. Uh, GTA 4 takes an hour and five minutes. And GTA 5 takes two hours and 21 minutes to walk across <laughs> 15 yeah. minutes ain't shit. Just sure ain't. I really thought that shit was bigger. That's crazy. All right, what do we do next? All right, so Netflix has been killing it when it comes to uh, kaiju anime. Uh, for this discussion, we actually have two different animes to talk about, all uh, surrounding kaiju. And uh, considering Godzilla's coming out, there's been some kaiju comic books uh, released this year. 
it's been a lot of giant monster activity going on, which I, for one, am, like, stoked about. I love that stuff. Uh, but, yeah, so our first topic for animation is Pacific Rim the Black. And this seemingly came out of nowhere, again, kind of like, uh, what was that game the day before? I had no idea of this anime even being made, and then Netflix dropped a trailer. And it has a very, um, what is it, that uh, Neo Evangelist? What's what's that anime that you watch? Oh, from? that's all Neo Evangelistic. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought the same shit. Yeah. I thought Sword uh, Art. Neo, Sword, yeah, Sword Art as What'd well. What do you think? Sword Art. Hello? Oh yeah, neon <laughs> evangelism something some shit. Let me look that shit up. Yeah, it's it's really like it's a mouthful. Uh, but like I said, this is something that kind of came out of nowhere. Considering that at the end of the trailer, they have a release date of March sixth, which is the same month that we'll be getting Godzilla versus Kong. So, yeah, very kaiju heavy March this year. Um, but from what we can see from this trailer, it looks like the beginning of the invasion, like the first. A breach to the hellscape that these kaiju come from and Australia being attacked and having to react and then we get our um, Jaegers and we don't really get a good glimpse at what Jaeger these uh, two pilots are piloting but they discuss the drift um, and we get like you know the AI discussing everything like that but Still a little in the dark of everything, but it sounds cool to me. I, I for one, enjoyed Pacific Rim for what it was. That was definitely going to be a movie that, you know, there's no point to the story. It's just big monsters fighting big-ass robots. And to me, it delivered. It gave me what I wanted. Um, so this one, I, I don't know. Maybe they do go a little bit more story-heavy uh, story considering it is the starting place of everything else. Uh, but I'm, I'm I'm just really curious to see what we learn from these creatures and what we see from the starting point of this. Like, are we going to see failed attempts? Are we going to see characters that we've seen in the franchise already? Um, yeah, I don't know. And considering Guillermo del Toro was just discussing wanting to make a part three and to do a crossover with the monster universe that is Godzilla, I I think that's really cool. I mean, hopefully this pushes some energy into this franchise but i'm excited for it i'm gonna be checking out on uh march 6th i'm curious about you two though i know juan wasn't a big fan of the first one i don't know if you've even watched the second one um so yeah let, juan what what did this pacific rim the black do for you let me hit you with some knowledge all right so first <laughs> of all i fucking butchered that name i just remembered it like the show started playing in my head and i knew i butchered it <laughs> so it's uh let me correct that real quick it's neon genesis avalongalian that's that's what it is jesus even yeah. even harder to remember <laughs> yeah that's, that's what that is and i remember hearing i just heard it in my head and i was like wait that's not fucking right okay so anyways <laughs> Um, when it comes to this Pacific Rim, I was really disappointed and let down by the trailer that they didn't do the fucking um, you know when they suit up and they get the in guitar the, rift, the, and they they throw their arms forward. Oh yeah, you mean the link up? That, like, yeah, that link up ready up bullshit that they were mm -hmm. doing. I I felt like every pilot or driver in that movie did that, and I was waiting for these two to do it in the trailer, and they didn't. And I was like, okay, disappointed. 
Um, <laughs> when it comes to the animation, it's very, very. Uh, I don't know if I like it because it, it's 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 like hand drawn and then it goes into a super CGI mm-hmm. um, kind of mesh together. Yeah. And uh, there's some oh, man, dude, Berserk did that shit when they did the releases for uh, the Golden Arc or the Golden Age. I can't remember. I think it's the Golden Arc. So um, I, I have I haven't watched that one, but I have seen clips of it and I will never watch it because that was horrible. Like you see, you see what I'm talking about, where the animation goes from like regular animation to like I could CGI. Yeah, animation. I could, I could see that somewhat, but very far from it. Like that, this is still way better than that. <laughs> oh, it, no, yeah, it is. It's 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 leaps beyond what <laughs> what that was. Yeah. Which, by the way, don't watch that, you guys. It's it's it it does not do justice to what the <gasps> anime is or what the manga is. So you hear that, Marcus um, Gregory? <laughs> Yeah, don't fucking watch it. Uh, <laughs> no, but weren't you? I thought you guys got into a thing because he said not to watch it, and you were like, "Eh, maybe watch it." No, I okay. What I said was like, I said, "Eh, if you want to go ahead and watch it." I mean, oh. if you're a fan, what's going on? Then go ahead and watch it. But if it's your first time, do not fucking watch that as your first experience with Berserk. Yeah, if, um, if you don't have another way. fifteen hours to rewatch, maybe watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's just it's it's <laughs> crap. Um, but. Yeah, so based on this trailer, which is very short, by the way, oh, yeah. uh, we know what we're going to get. We're going to get monsters. We're going to get robots. Like, it is what it is. But just based off the stylized uh, animation, that's something that I didn't really like because I know the fucking robots are going to look similar. You know what I mean? Like, I know those robot fights are going to have that CGI quality. It's not going to be hand-drawn. and Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to love that. Uh, but having a show... You know, that can obviously do the stuff that's that movies can't do um, with more fluidity. And uh, I think that's probably the best selling point for a animated version of this mm-hmm. rather than going to the movies and having it look like, you know, fucking Transformers or something where you don't know what the hell is going on. Because it's either a dark or B just fucking just a shit ton of mechanics to try to make it look like it's something uh, when it's it doesn't look great. But. Overall, it looked okay. Um, I'll give it a let's check it out and see what happens, especially because, like we say, it's a Netflix thing, and uh, they usually do pretty well with their properties, but they're all over the place. It's like they spray all over the place. It's like it's either (laughs) – I don't want to say – like I'd love to think that Netflix is really that go-to shit, but it's like sometimes it's really good and sometimes it's it's fucking not, and – Maybe this is one of those things where it's 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 good. So I'll give it a maybe. I'm going to watch it at least an episode to check it out, and we'll see what happens from there. Let let them suck you in or not? Well, yeah, like they have an episode or so to suck me in. If it doesn't fucking work. Now, remember, you got to watch four episodes. Oh, my. No, because it's only, one of it, it's only I fucking watched one of it. I watched one, and I knew it was fucking good. So don't <laughs> – I don't need to watch. I watch – and I fucking – only with that uh, Blood of Zeus will I, I still have to watch an, a second episode, but I think I owe it at least that to watch two episodes, and then I can make a decision on it. But with, when it comes to this, I'll watch at least one for sure. All right. How about you, Joel? What would you think? Yeah, I'm with Juan, actually. Uh, I wasn't sold on it. I, I like Kaiju stuff, and I, I actually just finished watching um, uh, Skull Island and uh, the, the second Godzilla movie. Oh, you Monsters. finally watched it? What'd yeah, you, you I watched think? it over the weekend. Uh, Skull Island was awesome. Loved it. Uh, King of Monsters was okay. 
it, humans it, were trash, had, right? It just had not enough monsters in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but with this show, I'll probably watch an episode of it just to see what it's about. Um, I did start watching Blood of Zeus as well. Oh, how hard is it, bro? I only watched the first episode so far. What did you? Th- um, what did you think? Yeah, I'm interested. I'm sold. It sounds like a good a good idea, and the animation's really good. So, was the, was the yeah. audio there though? Because Juan's Juan's complaint was he didn't care for the audio. I don't know. I mean, I didn't think it was off. I was I was actively like looking and listening for it too because I knew that's what you'd said, but I didn't really think anything was off or bad about it. Um, I think right. it'll probably be a little bit meatier as far as the audio. The further into the the show we get, like with his. I would imagine probably learning his abilities or whatever he does, but um, yeah, no, I liked it a lot. All right, and then uh, one last thing about this: uh, what did you think of the movies? Did you watch the movies? I watched the first one. I didn't watch number two. Okay. I didn't watch two either. I was kind of over it after the first one, especially after that fucking whack ass speech that that dude gave. <laughs> I think that was my biggest complaint of the first movie was that speech the guy gave, and I was like, "Fuck this movie! I'm done." They can't all be Not- Independence Day, all right? I just think that that uh, Pacific Rim doesn't take itself too seriously, and that's why I enjoyed watching the movie, the first one at least. You know, mm-hmm. it, you, you know what you're gonna get. It's not trying to be anything more than just a robot versus monster fight, and I'm okay with that. That's yeah. that's the thing is that I was all in on that, and then they were like, "Let's slow it down real quick so this guy can give this uh this fucking motivational speech," and, I, and he, he goes, and he keeps going, and I'm just like. This sucks. Where's Will Smith at? Where's the fucking white president, dude? This guy's not doing it for me. But it had the guy, how about some Bibles, for little Mota. It did have that guy. <laughs> that wasn't an bomb. Fucking love that guy. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm with Joel, though. I Especially when it comes to kaiju movies. Um, I mean, Godzilla, I still love it for what it is, but... There are times like where they try to make it a little bit too serious. Um, case in point with the uh, King of the Monsters, the the last one you watched, um, it's because they tried to give more screen time to actors that it lacked. In in my opinion, um, they they signed on eleven and they were like, hell yeah, we're about to make that Millie Bobby Brown money, and then they just made a very horrible secondary storyline that I did not need at all. Uh, my love for giant monsters and uh, Godzilla and everything came from my dad. We used to um, watch all the old school ones a lot. And I remember watching the Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla, the uh, Godzilla versus King Kong and the super old school one where um, uh, Godzilla has a baby. And I can't remember what that baby's name is, but it's super goofy, super campy. Uh, the baby can't do uh, it's a, it can't do atomic breath, so it it spits out smoke rings and it, it goes. I like that it one, goes actually. Pa pa, and like little smoke shoots out. Um, but yeah, so it's super goofy, and but I I love it. I I've always loved that. That's that's like uh, kaiju movies are are my guilty pleasure. Like I don't care if they're trash. I don't care if like it's just goofy as hell. I love that stuff, and especially with Pacific Rim, I, I went into it with, like, Joel. I was just like, you know what? It's going to be giant monsters fighting giant robots, and I'm all in on that. Um, so, yeah, I with that speech, yes, completely unnecessary, completely goofy. Um, but what are you going to do? He, he's about to go fight a fucking giant monster. 
I swear that shit. What was it? It was I didn't even realize that was Idris Elba until just now. Mm-hmm. Idris Elba. Idris Elba. That's what I meant. <laughs> Idris Elba. <laughs> you know what? I don't give a damn. That's what his name should be after that fucking whack ass speech. Oh man, they should have got Carl Weathers from the '80s for that part. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I don't know that that's my stance on, uh, on kaiju movies, especially like Pacific Rim. Uh, so yeah, Pacific Rim, the black seems to be a intro story into that world, which I think could be cool. Um, March 6th dropping on Netflix. Uh, our second topic for anime animation today is actually about, it's like a spinoff of Godzilla versus Kong. So my what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> I was uh pulling up this speech real quick because I wanted to fucking hear it. Oh, <laughs> do you want to play it? Let's play it for the people to hear. You guys tell me if this fucking speech sucks, bro. It, here we it go. sucks. <laughs> here we go. The edge of our hope. At the end of our time. These are so many pauses. <laughs> we have chosen not only to believe in ourselves, but in each other. Today, there's not a man nor woman in here that shall stand alone. Not today. <laughs> today, we face the monsters that are at our door and bring the f*** to them. Today, we are canceling the apocalypse. Is that it? I cut it off. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Today we are canceling the apocalypse. The, that's the, the shit. The ending was weak. That's the, how. That's what everybody bought into. After getting their fucking asses kicked multiple times, it. He says today we're canceling the apocalypse, and everybody's like, "Oh yeah, that's the I shit." Mean, like, how how would you want to die? Do you want to go out being like, "Man, that was a horrible fucking speech. We're all about <laughs> to die," or do you want to believe that today you're gonna cancel the apocalypse? Because if you do that, you live. I'm going to give the speech because that shit was fucking garbage. I want to say some shit that's going to be fucking hype. Like, if that's the thing that I go out on, like, I'm going into battle and that's the last shit I heard was today we're canceling the apocalypse. I'm fucking <laughs> I'm, I'm throwing my machine straight into the mouth of the of the monster and then ending myself that way because I that's it. Like, that's the guy. That's the speech. Hell yeah. Today, today we're ending the apocalypse. And not only that, Yo. he blew that shit up like it was the Independence Day too. When I when I get my uh, when I get my COVID vaccine, so I'm gonna be spamming, just playing that. Today we cancel the apocalypse. <laughs> hey, that that first that that middle line though, he had, he had him in the middle line, and then he then he ruined it. <laughs> what was the middle line again? I can't even remember. It's so forgettable. Something about taking on the the monsters at their front door, something like that. We're gonna go there. We're gonna knock on it. And we're just gonna be like, hey, what's up? <laughs> We're canceling the apocalypse, just so you guys know. Yeah, no, fuck that. That speech was whack. It was whack. Uh, so like I said, Netflix has been killing it with uh, kaiju anime, and they just released some news that there will be a anime, or yeah, an anime series connected to the live action MonsterVerse in the works at Netflix called Skull Island. Um, and if you're familiar with the monster universe, that is, of course, where Kong is from. A legendary television Skull Island will see a group of shipwrecked characters trying to escape a dangerous, mysterious island. Um, Brian Duffield, known for under 
underwater. I thought it said underworld at first. Uh, yeah, underwater. I don't know what that is then, so I can't judge this dude on anything. Uh, he's writing and will executive produce, while Jacob Robinson will uh, also be an executive producer. And um, Powerhouse Animation, the studio behind Castlevania, is also behind the project. So that's a huge win. I don't know the other two people attached to it, but the fact that Castlevania will be the animation studio behind Skull Island is amazing. Oh, oh yeah, good stuff. Good yeah. Stuff. Um, one, the animation looks great, and two, the, that whole storyline has been awesome so far. Uh, but yeah, it says the anime series comes after the 2017 feature Kong Skull Island re- uh, reintroduced the world to King Kong and comes ahead of March's upcoming Godzilla vs. Kong movie from Warner Bros. So yeah, um, if you're curious where in the world of that world it'll take, it'll be after the Kong movie, before this one. Uh, so that'll be kind of cool. I'm, I'm curious. I mean, Kong will still be on the island. Uh, so I'm, I'm curious to see if he'll show up how much bigger he is at that point. I think that's going to be think, pretty cool. Yeah, he's going to be, he's going to be, I mean, he would have to be there, you know? You yeah. can't fucking, it's like, he's going to be huge. Mm-hmm. I, I hope he, I hope he's not, like, super in the series, but maybe, like, towards the ending, you know, you need that hero to come in, and then we get to see him at, like, because I, I, I think if they put him in too much, you lose that, um, that, uh, you know, that awe, that wonderment that would be Kong. Unless we want to see, like, unless they're going to do this, like, it's some, like, how we thought Captain Marvel was going to be some fucking, uh, what was it? Like, show her, show us what she does or show us what she can do before that fight fight with Thanos and shit. So, like, maybe this is, like. But this will this will be, they're, they're still working on it. Like, it, we, we'll know what he can do. <laughs> I mean, we know what he can do, but I don't know if he's going to, like. If he's not doing shit on the island, he's just fucking chilling there. Like that's I, boring. I mean, you want the magic school bus where Kong is Miss Frizzle? I, I want Kong <laughs> to show me some shit. I want him to like be hunting or like some, doing some shit. Like if he's just he he's said having eat, thumb wars, you don't fucking grow that big and not be eating nothing and then just you know survive. Like he's got you got to show me this dude doing some shit. Like what is he doing? He's just chilling on this island, not doing nothing. I mean, it's a big ass island. Eat. All the people that worship them are fucking dead, except for this chick, as far as we know. Like, <laughs> what? What are we gonna see? Like, what is there to see? I mean, Just the, him chilling. No, the island, uh, as as the trailer showcases, the island holds a lot of different titans. Then there we go. So He's yeah, it up, bro. There you go. <laughs> I, I just think I think they could showcase a lot more without having him being the main one. And the fact no. that it's called Skull Island and not Kong Skull Island, I, I think that points to something. I mean, they already called it that with the fucking movie. Like, that's why they can't call it that again. Like, what do you mean? Like, All right, agree to disagree. I, I don't think he'll be super, super. Bet you money. I bet you five bucks that that dude's the, the, the main character. Every episode? A lot of the episodes. No, how many episodes? How many episodes are there? Twelve? Uh, It doesn't really say. Let's say there's ten episodes. Then I'm going to say. What's the percentage? Half. Half the episodes he's doing some shit in there. All right, are we talking like little peaks and stuff? Or are we talking like full on Kong? Because that's he gets he gets into three fights throughout the series. I mean, that ain't shit. That's the last three episodes. <laughs> no, 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 this bet is rigged. No, you said all episodes. That's all. Nope. 
<laughs> I was thinking the bet for in, all. I, no, he's gonna be in all fucking episodes, but he's gonna get into like three major fights or some shit like that. Like, all right, all episodes and three major fights. Yeah, I'll take it. Five bucks. Gonna, the series is gonna be about Kong. It ain't gonna be no Sam Jackson coming back or whatever, like hanging out with him. It's like it's fucking Kong. Like it's gonna be him on this island. He's gonna be fucking wrecking some shit. He's in all what episodes in three. What days. else? What else could it be? I, let me get the let me get the confines of this bet down, and <laughs> we bet it. All episodes in at least three major fights. Yeah, he's in all episodes. All right, I'll take it. Five bucks. All right. Yep, he's gonna show up in episode one. Yep, you heard it here, y'all. And once I win, we're going big. We're going. We're going, <laughs> we're going Disney World. Yeah, yeah I'm eating all y'all in Hawaii. Joel, what do you fucking think? A uh, a Kong animated show. It's of him Skull on Island. Island. <laughs> animated yeah, it's, show. Skull Wait. Island. Like, what do you think is gonna be there? Like, what the fuck do you think is gonna be on the island? Other Titans. In him. <laughs> yeah, but he's not gonna always be around. You think? The fuck you how big is this fucking? How big is the island? It's how big, big is the island? It's, I mean, it's pretty big. The other soldiers didn't see him. On like a flyby, they didn't see him, or like I mean, on I a know. flyby, they didn't see him. And while they were on the island, not everybody saw him. But he's gonna be growing, like he's gonna be even I mean, bigger. Yeah, Juan, but you think this motherfucker is just hanging out on Kami Island and shit, just hanging out with like Master Roshi and shit? He's got one house, he's, and then he can walk around for two steps. Yeah, he's walking around the whole. He's walking around the whole fucking island, and he yeah, no, it's not Kami Island, but he's. <laughs> Walking around the bitch, he's fucking people up. Like he's this is about him. We're gonna see him <laughs> fight things. I'm telling you. I can't wait for this value meal, dog. I can't <laughs> wait. It's him fighting sh- Joel, what is it? What do you think it is? What do you think the show is? Sorry, uh I had to step away for a bit. So uh So you're talking about Kong? No, yes, Skull- the Kong animated series. What the do you Skull think the Island animated, animated series. Yes, it's called the it's called Skull Island animated series. What do you think that's about? It's about the Kaiju on Skull Island. So, okay. The, okay, here it goes. Uh, so, Joel, the synopsis is a group of shipwrecked characters trying to escape the dangerous and mysterious island. Now, from that, Juan is convinced oh. that every episode, Kong will be present, and he will be in the show every episode, and he's going to have all the main fight scenes. Do you agree? Do you concur? No. Hell because yeah. if you watch if you watch the movie, uh, there's like a bunch of different giant things they have to fight. Juan just and Kong, the is it, and Kong is in, in the whole movie. He's he's in a lot of it, but he's not the whole movie. Hell yeah! I think you got like Kong in about sixty to seventy percent of the show, but not every <laughs> single episode. That's a good percentage. Ain't no stopping Ain't, the bet now. Like, if you see if you see Kong's footprint. That counts. That shit don't. No, it does not. <laughs> you see, yeah, a, it you does. see a big ass dookie. You, <laughs> you see broken branches on a tree. It, it can be any titan. It no, can it's be him. any titan. That shit Only don't he count. has thumbs. And he <laughs> making tools with the branches. I hope a motherfucker with thumbs comes around. <laughs> <laughs> He's the only one ripping branches out, bro. That's, if that's we see true. giant tools, then yeah, I'll count it as a Kong sighting. And footprint. If you, no. if you see a fallen tree, if you see a fallen tree, it's Kong. Yeah, it's Kong. <laughs> oh my God! Actually, hey, I was just thinking, I can't even get a value meal with five bucks. Let's just let's do this: a Crunchwrap Supreme, good to go value meal at Taco Bell. That's the bet. That sounds expensive. How much is that? <laughs> it's like eight bucks. How it's much? Like six bucks, bucks probably. It's like you eight say eight dollars. Yeah. 
You said six bucks, eight dollars. I, said, a lot of I said eight bucks. I said five bucks. Watts getting scared and, now, bro. <laughs> yeah, and you won't. And you know what? Honestly, I didn't hear that whole part about shipwrecked people. No, on the no, island. fuck I, you. Island. <laughs> no, I'm fine. We're keeping it at five. <laughs> yeah, five bucks. That's scared fine. ass. Every episode, I told you footprint too. That counts. That don't count. All right, all right, y'all. So everybody listening, let us know what you think. Let us know if you think Juan's right. If you think I'm right. If you think uh, Juan should do the the taco bell crunch wrap supreme deal <laughs> hey and if, if, if he fights somebody and has to save these shipwreck people that counts as two episodes that, what the no fuck? come on no that's what that was my whole main thing i said i feel he'll show up at the end and need to do that no no no, no. he'll show up throughout the episodes like <laughs> saving them or figuring out like they, like maybe they get trapped in like some part of the island and he like built the bridge for mm. them to like get out <laughs> he said if there's a bridge <laughs> He's there. That's, that's He's building shit. He's got thumbs. <laughs> He's got a hammer. Joel, the audacity of this man. You just see conks in there building shit. Yeah, He's if, a carpenter. Yeah, if, yeah. I, so if I see him in carpentry gear, I'll, I'll give it to you, all right? Yeah. He's building his battle axe, man. His mule Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever it is, sword breaker. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. All right, y'all, it's that time. It's that movie quiz time. And uh, for this one, I want to say it's probably around like 25 seconds. And uh, you won't get God any damn. dialogue. Yeah, it's a little bit longer, but you won't get any dialogue until like the last like 10 seconds or the last like five seconds or something like that. It might even be longer. It might be like 30 seconds, but you won't get any dialogue until the last five seconds. So there's plenty of time to figure out what it, well, I guess like guess what it is, but you guys, again, do not shout out the answer until yeah, it till is done. Are we? I should actually. You are, know what I should do? What? Mute and us? I think about this now. Is I should put some kind of fucking buzzer or something at the end of the clip so you know, hey, it's done. Ooh. Or something that triggers it. You know what I mean? So you know, because I don't even know when I fucking end it. Mm-hmm. But like, so that way you should know. You think you guys want something like that, like a coin noise or something to like indicate, hey, it's done. You guys can like shout out answers. Uh, I mean, if you want, at some point. Like, I don't really need it. Joel said, I'm not going to get it right. I don't really, I don't really no, fucking I, need it, he says, Mr. I got. How many points you got no, over no, 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 no. What? I, let, me, let me change that. I don't need it to know that it's done. I didn't say I needed it to know or to, to win. Okay. We're sitting at four points right now. I heard Juan pull out the points list. <laughs> you, got, you got four points right now, along with Steve. I got six. Rudy's got, what do you get? He's at 11. So, all right. Um, here we go. Happy birthday. The most beautiful thing in the world is, of course, the world itself. Johnny, have the happiest birthday ever score your grand. You guys should both know this, to be honest. Is it Castaway? Oh my god. It is? <laughs> wow. Oh, he hell. got it. Yes, I've done it. I've done it. He's hey, man. done it. <laughs> hey, I, I am not in last place anymore. Holy shit, you're right. You're not in last place anymore. I'm not in last place anymore. He, I've done it. Yeah, he's officially not in last place anymore. But to be fair, Steve hasn't been here in like three weeks to defend himself. 
Okay. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Good job, Joel. I wonder if Steve probably would have got that, you guys. Honestly, I, I, yeah, honest. I think Steve like would have got that. One. I feel like Steve would have got that before you guys. You just, you're just gonna sully my victory by saying Steve. <laughs> just come I'm on. Just say, I feel like Steve would have got that shit off a of rip. Like I don't know. Like I felt like Rudy or one of you guys were gonna pick that up. What what does he open up again? What is it? What what's the gift? It's somebody else's, right? Oh come on. Um, Fuck, what was I just, the I just gift gave that a, he opened up right there? I just gave him a clue. Fuck. Because <laughs> he did open up a gift right there. I know. I can't remember what it was. Are you bowing out? Can I, can I phone? Can I use a phone a friend? Phone oh, a yeah. wife? Apparently. Oh, yeah. Go for it. Go for it. Phone a friend. What did uh, Tom Hanks open in Castaway when he lands on the island? Here, wait, wait, wait. Have her listen to this scene. Have her. No, have no, her... Juan. He's talking to Alexa. Shut up. No, no, like she, she's, uh, he's on, he's on the island. He opens up like this gift. It's like this packaging that he found. Tape corners he uses to make the twigs, um, ice skates. Is it the ice skates? Incorrect, but she's, I mean, she's nailing yeah, all she, the gifts. She is nailing it. all of them. She nailed the tapes that he makes the rope with and stuff. Yeah, he mm -hmm. opens the tapes, but I didn't play that clip for you. So, uh, incorrect, but she's on the right track. Yeah, she was killing it. What is it's it? A gift to a boy. Tell her that. The gift it's a to gift a to a boy. From his grandma. Yeah, From his grandmother. Yeah, I was going to say, mention that. Did she say flashlight? Yeah, she said flashlight. No. And also, in the, in the actual clip, he does... There's another clue in there. He says, "Score your grandma." Oh, it's the volleyball. Yes, yes. It's Wilson. So maybe I should take your point away and give it to her, because like. Well, I mean, <laughs> she she helps me get points, so. Okay. Okay. So technically, yes. half and we we, half we are a, a team. Yeah. All right. Well, you so guys, you guys, here, powers combined, you figured it out. Check this out. I'm gonna let him have that because I'm proud of Joel because he didn't go to Alexa. I really thought he could have gone to Alexa too. <laughs> the the way he questioned it, I was like, "This motherfucker went to Alexa." <laughs> oh, you mean Siri? Yeah, I thought you put your phone on on silent and was like, "In the movie Castaway," <laughs> I was like, "He's saying it way too clean." <laughs> no, 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 no. I was I was trying to explain what we were go going after, yeah. so she but, can find. Yeah. She loves that movie. But so. you know what? She answered so many gifts right there that I I I at least vote that he gets to keep that point. Oh yeah, he keeps, the point. he keeps the point. Yeah, no, yeah, that, like, was, that was good. This. I didn't think she would. I nobody would notice the tapes because actually I was gonna leave that part in there because you could hear the cassette tapes coming out of the package and they make a very distinct noise. Cassette tapes, if you like rub them together or like they move because they have those like loose uh, wheels mm -hmm. inside of them. So I was gonna leave that in there, but I got rid of it and just kept it this part. But yeah, you guys are correct. Are you correct? It was the volleyball. Hell yeah, Joel, you owe her now. You give her the good love tonight. Oh, of course. <laughs> good job. <laughs> oh, man, that was clutch. That was good stuff. All right. Yeah. Good point, Joel. You, yeah, like I said, you, you deserve to keep that one. Uh, yeah, out of last place. Good stuff. Man, Juan tried to do you dirty right there. I know, right? What's the back to the depths with ye? <laughs> <laughs> All right, for uh, movies and series this week, our very first topic 
is the Harry Potter live action series. Uh, so we got reports saying that a live action Harry Potter TV series is in early development at HBO Max. Sources say executives at Warner Media backed uh, streamer have engaged with multiple conversations uh, with potential writers exploring various ideas that would bring the beloved property to television. Um, broad ideas have been discussed as part of the early stages uh, of meetings. No writers or talent are currently attached as the conversations are still extremely early stages and no deals have been made. But the discussion's there, the want is there, and uh, yeah, it seems like they're going to be trying to push this through onto HBO Max. Uh, Joel, oh, go ahead, one. I was just going to say, it just sounds like somebody wrote an idea on a napkin and then somebody got that idea. Like somebody seen that somebody wrote that idea on a napkin. They were like, yeah, let's fucking make a news article about it. Cause it literally in that, what you just said is that somebody was like, this would be cool. And then somebody else was like, yeah, that would be cool. And there's nothing else. <laughs> well, the, the, the fact that they're actually going up to potential writers that that's the only meat that I would take from it. Um, but you, yeah, know, you know, what's funny. Mm-hmm. is uh jk rowling wrote parts of harry potter on napkins oh yeah the first the first the first book yeah because she was homeless uh she was homeless like, bro poor. she was super poor yeah she was homeless she was, she was living in her car i thought she worked at from home like she stayed she was a stay-at-home mom or some shit like I she was that- like a single mother yeah i thought she was living in her car i don't know i can't remember the exact awful. things I'm, but... not, I'm not so impressed anymore <laughs> Um, but, but no, yeah, it, so I, I, I think that's the, the big thing to take from it is the fact that, I mean, clearly, yeah, that's where everything starts on you. Hey, want to be cool? <laughs> we do this. And then, yeah, then it goes to the places that it needs to. But the fact that they're talking to potential writers to see who they should sign on to the project mm-hmm. is the part that I think is important. But go All ahead, right. Joel. Or who, who was talking? Sorry. It sounded like oh. Joel. It might have been Juan. Juan, what were you saying? <laughs> All I wanted to ask was, is this something that you guys want? Like, off-rip. Like, is this something that you guys want? Joel, go ahead as the uh, Harry Potter fan. So the only way I, I want to watch this, this show is if it is a show that chronicles the founding, uh, the four founders of, of Hogwarts. I would love to see a show with all four of them, like, just creating the, the, the school and, and learning magic and that kind of stuff. That'd be cool. If it's anything else, I don't want to watch it. I think I'm more uh, pushed towards the concept of if you're going with an IP and you are going to make a long series format based on it, I want to see the beginning. I I don't want to see where the story took off, where it ended five years prior to. I want to see where this story's origins came from. That's why with Gears of War, I I don't want to see Batista cast as... Marcus Phoenix, unless he just shows up at the end for like two seconds, I want to see E-Day. I want to see that type of stuff. Um, so with this, yeah, I'm, I'm completely with you, Joel. I, w- I would want to see the the houses built. I, I, that's what I would want to see. I would want to see the beginning of Hogwarts and everything. Um, I did see how, or actually, before I jump into that, Juan, what about you? Are Would you be different or would you just, is that what you would be interested in? I want to say, first of all, Harry Potter, the Harry Potter series, mm-hmm. for me, is one of the best series continuity-wise mm-hmm. um, in film. Like, uh, 
for me and like for a fandom, I felt like they did a really good job going from the first book all the way up until the last film and and then showing beyond that and showing um Ron and Harry and Hermione. I think they showed all three, or maybe they just showed Harry and Hermione. Like older. It's all three. Okay, so they showed them older, right? Like it, it already progresses you forward into a story that ended you know, years prior mm-hmm. for for everybody that was like, I wonder what they're up to. Or I wonder how life is after the fact. It's like it progresses you already within like 10 minutes. And then so then it kind of leaves you like it left me satisfied as far as like watching. it. I was like, that's fucking cool. Like I'm I'm satisfied. I don't need to see much more. So I'm kind of I'm with you guys where if they do anything. It would have to be prior because you're not gonna i mean they're all older now you can't fucking do i mean you can DH well well but no come on now you can't no 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 she she made a a stage play and turned it into a book called the cursed child mm-hmm. and it it follows harry's uh son or one of his sons and uh it's it's not so hot uh yeah voldemort has a daughter uh with the strange right who's fucking yeah, that Baltimore. dude Oh, ugly ass. That? I, said, Who's I know, right? That dude? Oh, ugly. Yeah, the the Harry Potter verse does not consider it canon, and it is not very good. So <laughs> said it sucks well, ass. It's not canon. Yeah, so let's just assume that it's not canon. Like, I mean, it's just a continuation of the story. Is what we're what we're going with. That's what we're discussing at the TV show. Like, is that is that what you're talking about? Like the idea of making that play a reality is as far as like a after the fact type show. I'm, I don't think that's what they're going to be doing. I think they're going to do something before. Yeah. And that's the thing that I'm saying is that makes the most sense. Cause like even with fantastic beasts, that was, um, I mean, the thing that like kind of made it something that I wanted to see was the fact that it took place before everything. And that's that's why I was like, oh, this seems interesting. I didn't watch the second one. I watched the first one, and I was like, ah, this is all right. Um, but to see, I guess, like you said, the houses come together where Hogwarts was kind of like built up on, and all that type of shit would kind of be interesting just to just to play into the movies that we've already seen. Like, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, show me something in the beginning, but I don't need anything to to uh dig deeper into the st- to the shit that we already seen as far as the movies go like don't show me uh when they were out of school you know what i mean like what they were doing when they were out of hogwarts and all this sh- like i don't need to see that like show me some shit that i didn't see beforehand uh and the building up to the movies and series that we've seen and i'm good because like i said the continuity of that is one of the best things like i i always say that um the harry potter series is better than star wars in the respect that it's like a better told story than star wars is because star wars is fucking all over the place yeah like i stand by that yeah disagree (laughs) you're wrong you were just wrong you're wrong you're fucking wrong i love them both and one is better than the other yeah uh harry potter is better than star wars i'm sorry to tell you like okay mario's which one is better harry potter bro she got one question right all right dog there you go. <laughs> I can hear the shit in the background, bro, and she's all right. Fucking. She basically said verbatim over. what you said. Yeah, she's speaking truth over there. It's not a fucking secret. Like Joel that said, is the, the good sex out truth. the window. Star Star Wars in parts are really good, but as a whole, it's fucking garbage. And then like compare that to Star to Harry Potter, in in, in the 
long and short of it, it's it's so consistent and just it feel you can watch one through what is it seven, seven eight. well eight technically mm-hmm. yeah so one through eight and you're satisfied through the whole way through like there isn't one film where I'm like ah fuck that movie I don't want to see that movie like I love the progression nah man five is yeah. not good five what? is not a good movie dude five five pisses you off because Order of the Phoenix ah, yeah man, because it's not that's it's so only... boring oh my god no it's not rewatch I, it. I actually really enjoyed Order of the Phoenix Goblet of Fire is the best though yeah Goblet of Fire is better uh, it is the best one. By far, to me, but yeah, Cedric Diggory. Cedric Diggory. <laughs> I I agree with you, Juan. I, I think I've spoken on that before. I I've always felt the same way. Um, Star Wars has been all over the place, and doesn't mean it's bad. It doesn't mean it's not something to watch or anything like that. It, it just doesn't do it well. Yeah, there are franchises that will top it, and that's I think it should be expected with what they gave us. Um. Now, one one thing that I've been seeing circulating, a lot of people have been talking about wanting, and I wanted to see what you guys thought about it just because it's a big uh, fan poll. Uh, people are talking about wanting to see the story of Snape and how he became who he was um, as as far as the, uh, the Death Eater and becoming... Um, now I just want to say Voldemort, uh, Dumbledore's inside man. They want to see like that storyline played out, and people keep saying Adam Driver to play mm-hmm. Snape. Mm-hmm. Give me. Is that is yes, that something that's that you the guys only could see? actor I'd want to play him? Yep. Give me. Do you do you guys like him for the like the acting for the character as well, or just the visual? Because visually, oh. yeah, I th- I think he looks amazing. I think he would look perfect for the role. I think he has that type of not really dead face, but he can pull that dead emotion very well um but do you guys pull that from his um like do you think he could play that role good too on top of looking the part oh yeah no he sounds a little bit like him too honestly mm-hmm. um and i i don't remember the name of the movie uh it was a netflix movie i think it had him and scarlett johansson in it oh the something about marriage or something like that yeah yeah mm-hmm. and he is crazy good in that movie uh you can just see a a really wide range of emotions from him. Yeah. So I, I think that uh, he would be well fitting for that role. Okay. Uh, so if if they announced that's what it was about, you wouldn't be disappointed. Oh no, not at all. I would gladly watch that too. Uh, I didn't even think about that as an option, but uh, I would prefer the show about the the four founders because I think it'd be really interesting just to see. It's never been really discussed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Snape, we know a decent amount about, but uh, the founders, they don't really discuss much about them. So that'd be more interesting for me. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you uh, essentially wholeheartedly because, yeah, when I saw that, I was like, that's cool as hell. And it, it took me a little bit to, to think about it. I had to think outside of just Kylo Ren. Um, but, I mean, visually, he, instantly, I was like, yeah, that's perfect. That works so well. Um, but then the more and more I thought about it, the um, – extra roles that i've seen of him or seen him play i was like yeah that that would be amazing um uh, i I guess the question would just be like do you bring back jude law or like who do you who do you have go against him because jude law that's who he plays in um fantastic beast correct jude law plays dumbledore yeah in fantastic beast yeah okay but yeah so i'd be wonder i would wonder if that's who they bring back for this one or or how they go about that, but yeah, I, I think either issue. that would be the issue. You think? I think uh, casting wise, if you do a Snape story, 
it's so close to it's so close to what we've seen as far as like uh timeline goes yeah that you would have to bring in characters that that kind of set up for the movies uh, that we've seen like you know like not not major roles but even just like cameos of people that were kind of around at that time that's true like the um, kids parents and everything yeah the kids parents you would have to bring back like somebody that played uh maybe series black or something like that you know what i mean just like these these people and people that would fit all those roles mm-hmm. um would probably be the biggest issue and i don't yeah you know whatever you could do it it's just that would probably be the, the biggest hurdle for the yeah. show is because it's so close to the the shit we've already kind of seen but it would be an awesome story to see his death eater days and you know shit like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you I mean you're not wrong. I mean, the fact that the fan base is so okay with like him taking in or stepping in the shoes of Alan Rickman, that that alone was already astonishing to me. Like I mean, once he passed, I was just like, yeah, there that character's gone. Like nobody can ever touch that again. Uh, but the fact that everybody wants that is crazy. But yeah, bringing in somebody for Gary Oldman, and yeah, I think it would just it would become kind of kind of messy to keep everybody happy. Right. It, it would right. be a That's lot. It would be a lot of. Uh, it'd be asking for a lot of fans just to I, be like, "No, we're cool with that." Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> All right. Uh, skipping on to our second topic for movies and series. This one coming in from Screen Rat. Oh, screen screen rant. I put rat, and I was like, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> but yeah, mm-hmm. uh, screenrant.com. And uh, it is the fact that Cloverfield will finally get oh, a yeah. proper sequel. So, boner time. <laughs> did you say boner time? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's right. Cloverfield 2 is finally in the works. It will be a proper follow-up to the 2008 uh this says sensation the motion sick roller coaster that it was (laughs) yeah uh so it says the original cloverfield remains one of the most successful found footage films of all time and like juan was just saying if you're not familiar with what that is it is a uh pov uh point of view type of filming when it comes to having a uh camera and somebody walking around with it the whole time that's what uh, you'd be looking at when you find or when you hear found footage film. Uh, but yeah, it says, but rather than trying to copy the first movie's storytelling style, the sequel will not be a found footage film. So to me, that's awesome. I, I think that's that's what's needed. I think they need to move past that to properly tell what's next, because why? Why would you be like, oh, yeah, Tug died. And then that was found from the military. And now we're following some soldier who's like, check it out, guys. What a dooski Snapchat we're vlogging today! Like I, I still got this Sony Handycam. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think that would work as much as like cell phones are damn good, like cameras these days. I still don't think it would work. Uh, but yeah, the the article continues to say when Cloverfield released in two thousand eight. Damn, that was a long ass time ago. Uh, found footage films were one of the biggest crazes in Hollywood. Films like Paranormal Activity, District Nine utilized the found footage film. Blah, 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 blah. Of course, uh, Cloverfield was no exception. Considering the film's mysterious marketing campaign, which naturally lent itself to director Matt Reeves' found footage approach. Uh, Reeves, who has since directed two films in the latest uh, Planet of the Apes trilogy, 
will not return for Cloverfield 2, which is sad, but, you know, he's kind of busy with the Batman right now. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and neither will writer Drew uh, Goddard, although producer J.J. Abrams will stay on as a producer for the sequel. That's right. So that's nice. Um, that's what we need. Um, I mean, there wasn't much said about this this fucking thing. They just wanted to bring it out and say that it was going to be a proper sequel, other than the likes of the stuff that we actually just, well, not just seen, but the two movies or two films that they released. Yeah. After which, the yeah. one that we had seen that was uh, Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, 10. Clo- so, yeah, the the so far the sequels were 10 Cloverfield Lane and. Which was really good. Yeah, really, really good. Uh, John Goodman plays a. Uh, kind of deranged um what are those people called um, um uh dude the fucking doomsday prepper. doomsday yes. preppers yeah thank you good shit joel Clutch. no point awarded um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah doomsday preppers that was clutch um but yeah he plays a deranged doomsday prepper um and shit just goes crazy the ending i honestly was not expecting but i still really enjoyed that movie and then after that, we got the likes of the direct to Netflix, which was supposed to go to theaters. But after watching, we could see why it didn't. Uh, right. Cloverfield Paradox. Paradox. And that movie actually bombing the way it did really changed the whole terrain of the franchise, which left people considering that it was dead. That, you know, uh, that's all she wrote. Uh, they had plans for a lot of other things. J.J. Abrams actually went on to. Uh, make a film called uh, damn it I just had it in my head that's why I was leading up to it uh, wasn't it a zombie movie or yes. something yes what is that the war one Um, do you know what I'm talking about one the war one yes with zombies oh that wasn't are you talking about that one that was really fast like really like uh, quick shot or whatever uh, Let me see. I'll find it World War 2 overlord Overlord. Overlord. So, I never seen that movie. It's actually good. I really enjoyed Overlord. Um, I didn't watch it. But what people have come to speak out on was that Overlord was in the plan of Cloverfield movies. But after Paradox happened, they made it its own thing. Um, but like, yeah, everything was supposed to have a tie in to this universe that they were creating. And then that movie was so bad that they were like, all right, never mind. Overlord. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so it wasn't supposed to be zombie soldiers. It was supposed to be like infected um, people by whatever is coming out with these monsters, which I think would have been pretty cool if they would have tied it in. Fucking cool if you just made the fucking thing. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, but yeah, people had to. They stepped away from it. People didn't want it anymore. Uh, makes sense. Now moving on to this, the news that of course we're getting the proper um, Cloverfield follow-up which is nice i've been wanting this since 10 cloverfield lane happened i was a little confused i was definitely one of those people who was hesitant when cloverfield lane came out i think it took me about three years to finally watch just because yeah it it, once once i saw john goodman and stuff i was like oh hell yeah i'll watch it but then it it just was on my back catalog you know so good yeah and then one day i was like why the hell have i not watched this yet and then i watched it and i was like man i really enjoyed that so yeah, trust me, I beat myself up. Juan, you you take forever on movies all the time. <laughs> yeah, but I seen that shit day one. And did theory. you really? Yeah, I did. Oh, good stuff. Um, but yeah, so now we have news that, of course, thirteen years later, we're getting Cloverfield two, and it's actually being directed by the showrunner of the Batman spinoff. 
So uh, Matt Reeves, I'm sure, had some something to do with that, considering it will be spun off of his The Batman movie. Um, but the showrunner, I'm trying to find his name right now, because like I said, I do not have the damn notes, and none of these are popping up as good tells. Any, Juan, can you find that for me? Um, but yeah, so it, it wouldn't be a, a big shock if Matt Reeves still had his hands in this a little bit, just isn't directing. Uh, but if J.J. Abrams and Matt Reeves both signed off on this dude to follow up the Batman and Warner Brothers is signed on for him, I I think that's a good tell. I could have right, some faith in this guy. Okay. Two, yeah, two names. We either got um Terrence, Terrence yep. Winter or that's Joe it. Barton. Joe Barton, that's it. Okay. Yep, so Joe Barton is the uh, the man working on the movie. <sighs> Uh, he'll be directing this film. Nothing new about what it'll be about. Just know that everything that happened in Cloverfield will be, this will be a direct result of that. I, I'm super curious about it, though. I mean, what, based off of the first one, what would you want this to be about, Juan? Like, I know you have theories on theories and stuff since the movie came um, out, but. Can we talk a little bit about this film? Yeah, I just want to, like, let me give it, like, like, five minutes about The, the first one? Yes, the first one, and I'll move on to this next one. Yeah, like, go ahead. Leading up to what it should have been or what it could have been or what people thought it was. Mm -hmm. So, first of all, this 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 first movie, Cloverfield, if you guys haven't seen it, like Rudy has said, you guys need to watch this film. Um, I'm not sure if you guys, even if you're not fans of, like, the found footage shit, I mean, that would help if you were. Uh, <laughs> think the likes, like, Blair Witch or something. Just know you but might get motion sickness. Somebody, yes, coming from somebody that gets fucking crazy motion sick and, like, you know, roller coasters or whatever he cries like, if he's in not... the backseat of a car yes i uh <laughs> i've made myself motion sick just by thinking about how the world spins anyways like so i've watched this movie and i actually short story me pedro bobby and pedro's girlfriend at the time olivia went to go see this movie easy and we fucking on a double date right after the movie's done by the time the movie's done olivia's slumped in her chair like sunk all the way to the bottom of her chair ready to throw up i'm in the back like fucking ready like spinning because of how much camera shake is in this in this film um so if you guys are like you know got like queasy stomachs or anything like that be just be warned you might get motion sick watching the movie but that being said the movie's really cool it's a monster flick movie big monster flick movie um what people thought was gonna happen because there was a ton of speculation after the movie was um released and people seen it oh people here let me let me jump on that real quick because i remember this movie when this came out this was actually one of my first big discussions about movies like after seeing it i remember people in school were talking about it i remember uh just like talking with my friends with you and your friends and stuff and th this movie was definitely that movie where i first had like one of these round table sit downs and everybody just wanted to discuss theories the and what they thought about it and so yeah i can thank this movie for that which is to me i think it's pretty awesome yeah it's uh it deserves that because there was a lot of shit going on in the movie so for those of you that haven't watched it i don't want to ruin it even though it's an older movie but i just there's little things that you can pick up on throughout the movie and even at the end of the movie there's something to pick up on for the beginning of the movie so uh, if you don't know what that means, uh, fucking after you watch it, Google it. And if you do know what that means, hey, what's, what's up? Like, you, you know what I'm talking <laughs> about. Um, 
So, yeah, one of the biggest theories for the movie was that the monster that you see in the movie was actually a baby. Um, and what we were supposed to see or supposed to have happen in one of the sequels that came out, uh, what people thought was is that how are we going to see the mom or the, the, the mother of this creature? Almost like the baby didn't know. The theory was is that the baby was in the city fucking shit up because it didn't know how to react or respond to what its environment like it was thrusted into this environment and didn't know and it was scared and it was kind of freaking out Mm -hmm. and people a lot of people thought that we were going to get this this sequel where the mother comes and kind of has to help out help out its baby and if you haven't watched this film the monster's fucking big like it's it's massive it's massively big so like people thinking that it was a baby we're like, well, how fucking big is this mom going to be? And I don't remember in terms of size if it rivals Godzilla or if it's it bigger was, than Godzilla. I was going to say, I think it's smaller because there are definitely scenes where it's running in between buildings. Okay. So I, I think that it was smaller than Godzilla because he topped most buildings. Like the the fact that those those uh military guys were standing on top of skyscrapers and they were seeing its cankles, like. That dude was huge. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, see, there's even like I'm so I'm looking that up. I'm trying to find a graph or something like that to show because I want to say there is something for that. Okay. Uh, I just found it. Let me see if I can open this tab and see what the 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 size comparisons are, because there is somebody. I mean, obviously, after this movie, everybody wanted to know how fucking big is this thing, and how does it compare to. <laughs> Uh, I just seen this. Okay. Uh, it says that it's a little bit bigger than Godzilla. For real? Yes. So if we're thinking in terms of size, let me give you guys a little bit more, a little more examples. Um, the Stave Puff Marshmallow Man is smaller than the alien spaceships from War of the Worlds. Those big things that were laser yeah, beams and all that stuff. Yes, the tripods. And those things are smaller than Godzilla. They come up to about his armpit. And this thing, its arm, when it's crouched down and stuff like that, is about a little bit bigger than Godzilla. As far as like a Stay Puff Marshmallow Med head higher than Godzilla, and that's him being crouched. So if it stood up or its arm, obviously it's arm reach because, you know, fucking so Godzilla's got those T-Rex arms. I'm looking at the same thing that you are, and it's saying that Gypsy Danger, which is the main uh, robot in um, Pacific Rim, towers even over that thing. Like, that thing looks at his waist. And I don't think are, that's right. Like I Are you talking about the, the, the Stay Puft Mar- Marshmallow Man? No, it's saying that the the... Uh, monster from you're looking at like a grayscale type of chart yes right? the scale of popular monsters so yeah there's another one that expands even further and it's saying that the gypsy danger is taller than that thing and that's not true the the, the cloverfield monster yeah like by a lot and from what i'm looking at that that godzilla is is more or less the uh how's it pronounced the showa era godzilla where he looked more uh cat-like um, he's it's actually one of my favorite designs of Godzilla. Um, and then there's another chart that I'm looking at where that thing is smaller. It comes up to about the chest of the 2012 Godzilla. That small? Yeah. 
and that that makes sense though because Godzilla is much larger in the new series. I'm seeing another chart where it's saying Godzilla is 108 meters. I don't know if that's correct. Yeah, I'm not sure. I I think that all these nerds just have like their favorite monster being the biggest. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> um, everything's like weird. Is it 2016? 2016. Yeah, that's Godzilla. that's another one. Yeah. 118.5 meters. So I mean, okay. We don't we don't know for sure, but he's big. He's big as fuck. And people thought that the mom was gonna come, or the adult version of this thing was gonna come, and then we were gonna see that. Right, and we did. It would have been like way bigger. Way bigger. Like we, I mean, you would imagine at least twice the size. Um, but we didn't. We seen something else entirely, which I'm not going to spoil for people either. You would have to watch the Cloverfield. Was it Cloverfield 10 lane? 10? 10 Cloverfield I can't lane. It, it goes 10? Cloverfield, 10 Cloverfield lane, Cloverfield That's Paradox. It. And that movie was being touted as not even a sequel to this movie. Like, at first, mm-hmm. it was like it was supposed to be its own thing. And then after it was released or something, then it was like, oh, no, but this is actually part of the, the, the universe. So yeah, you're going to have to watch that and figure that out for yourself. But the idea of a sequel to me is super exciting like just the aspect of seeing this come back um and like like it says it not being a found footage film like you said is absolutely necessary because we need to see everything i'd love to see everything i don't want to be restricted to certain camera angles or certain that you know what i mean like i need to see i want to see it from different angles and from it should be cinematic yeah it should just be a fucking godzilla movie Without Godzilla, just with this this uh, Cloverfield monster. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if it had a name or not. I want to say it was just called the Cloverfield monster. Yeah. So but... uh, the where they they get Cloverfield because that's its uh it's it's like call tag. It's like um, classified name. I thought. Right? Yeah, like Operation Cloverfield is what you're watching um from that found footage. They they yes. label yeah. that under Operation Cloverfield, which goes to say there could be some other shit out there that we don't know about that's operation whatever the fuck mm-hmm. you know what i mean because they tried to oh, i don't even want to say it like yeah. i don't even want to say but, like the ending of the so so yeah to, to get past the uh the possible spoilers there are other forms that are showcased in this movie so it wouldn't be a stretch to imagine that there are other creatures other sizes things like that yes yeah. So, oh man. Um, somebody put this title over a quiet place to a Cloverfield place, like <laughs> as if um, like could have been part of it. And see, that's why I wish I had my notes because that all came from like the same story. Like I was saying, they they had ideas where there was gonna be uh that Overlord movie. They're saying that that should have been a. Uh, a sequel of sorts there were people saying that and that's why i wish i had the notes because i don't know if it was saying that people thought it was or that it was like the um initial idea was part of that shared universe like when people were bouncing around ideas probably john krasinski and his his, uh partner whenever they were discussing that it's almost like that's what they were planning um but yeah i got it Maybe maybe I'll make a, another discussion about this when I find that actual article. But yeah, um, those are those are my thoughts, man. Like I, I, 
I would love to see what they originally everybody had thought it was going to be. But the fact that the, the reason that it changes for me is because that sequel movie made it completely different. Okay. Like at the ending, it completely changed everything because it was it was you got something completely different than what you expected to see. Mm-hmm. You know Very what I mean? Much so. And and so that changes it for me because I'm like, well, what the fuck? Like now it can be whatever like it could be. I have no idea what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I, that's also, exciting. The, also the fact paradox makes a multiple reality type of situation so it's possible that that was something else mm-hmm. um it's, it's as, as, yeah as bad as that movie was i think that might become something you have to watch and i think that's kind of funny i think people wrote that off so bad but i think that you know it had to do with part one there were scenes and parts of that story that had to do with part one so i i could see it becoming something that you would you would appreciate part two a little bit more if you did go back and watch it i want it i want it like yeah i wanted to i wanted to enjoy that movie very very much but <laughs> it was hard to do so but yeah like if you watch if you get like i guess it's just if you're an alien fan like as far as movie goes you like big monsters and shit you'll love cloverfield and you'll want more of it so Maybe you will have to watch that shit. I don't know. I I don't know. I, I personally think that people will. And I, I think that's what's cool about it. Um, but realistically, yeah, I was I was hoping for a lot more for that movie too. I was one of the people who was excited for it. Because like the oh, cast yeah. was stacked. They're also saying that John Krasinski was in Paradox. John Krasinski was? Nah. Uh, he's in the cast. Hell nah. <laughs> I don't know. You sure? He, I'm, yeah, I'm looking at the cast right now, and he's in the cast. What the hell? I gotta look that up real quick. I'm, I'm looking at his. I like, don't his remember. I don't remember him. Because if he but is, yeah, that that kind of makes a little more proof to the whole, to the whole quiet place. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be fucking cool. Like they had, they had, like you said, a good cast, but they just it didn't live up to it. Like it felt like a straight to dvd type movie you yeah. know and it didn't really push i the trailer I, I will tell you what the trailer looked so fucking good like that trailer alone was set up like it, it they made it look so great like and i watched it and i was just i left so disappointed so all right yeah. so here here it goes i'm actually getting some uh i, I just went to collider this is from 2018 and it says a quiet place writers considered making the film a Cloverfield movie. Um, I'll, I'll read this real quick because I mean, it, it all is part of the conversation Then we'll end it up or we'll close it out. But it says a quiet place is an absolute box office smash. It's going the second highest debut of 2018 and the third blah, 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 blah. Um, that in the, uh, the film is an original story, not tied to any existing IP. One of the things that we said was amazing. Um, superheroes or uh, young adult novels makes a performance all the more impressive but at the point uh, in time there was a consideration about tying a quiet place to another major franchise the Cloverfield universe Uh, writers Scott Beck and Brian Woods revealed that during development they themselves considered pitching a quiet place as a movie taking place within the Cloverfield universe speaking with film Beck says 
it was Paramount Pictures that nixed that idea. Uh, that was one of the, and this is a quote from uh, Beck saying, that was one of those things that I guess it crossed our minds and we had spoken to our representatives about that possibility. It was weird timing, though, because when we were writing the script, 10 Cloverfield Lane was at Paramount. Uh, we were actually talking to an executive there about this film, and it felt, damn, that they were writing this for a minute then. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and it felt from the pitch form that there might be a crossover, but when we finally took the final script into Paramount, they saw it as a totally different movie. Uh, what was really incredible about the process that we feel very grateful for, or grateful for is the studio embraced this weird movie with no dialogue, with open arms. They never thought about branding it as a Cloverfield Lane or a Cloverfield film, uh, I think in part because conceptually it was able to stand on its own. Which That's the right. biggest uh, thing that you could take away from it. Mm -hmm. But the fact that we don't have... Okay, so it does help out itself by not having anything in between that correlates to the first Cloverfield movie. Uh -huh. And then it does help because 10 Cloverfield Lane push the boundaries as far as like what we've seen and then it having its own shit and story arc helps like you can literally say right now like i didn't even think about it but you can literally say about just be like yeah that's part of it in in you could argue the point that it is but once mm -hmm. the sequel comes out and if it has anything to do with like right after the first movie or in between that 10 cloverfield lane movie then that blows that shit out of the water unless they make it merge with it you know what i mean yeah but the idea of fan type uh shit that it does make sense or continuity actually works right now the fact that that shit's not out but yeah that's awesome that's really cool uh theory and shit i didn't know that yeah i i had no idea about that i mean i i it wouldn't have made me enjoy the movie anymore just because i love that movie um mm -hmm. but it's still it would have been cool to know that like before going into it I think it would have uh, it would have made me look at the monsters a little bit differently though because they do have that like elongated figure with their arms and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I I think they they were absolutely correct. It it did and it does have its own legs to stand on, and they made the right call by making it its own. Yeah, I absolutely I agree. I absolutely agree.